evening, everyone, and welcome to the Legion of Myth live stream. Episode number 254, the 21st of March, 2020. I am your first quarantined co-host, Alex Garth on March. With you is our second quarantine co-host, Brett, heathen dog, Carissima. Hello, everyone. I hope we find, I really hope we find you well. Because I know a lot of you are not are not doing well. You're either sick or you're sick of everyone else being sick, and both things I can get behind. We're tired of the positions placed upon us yes. by an overzealous government. Yeah, I said it. Oh, Government's, no, we're, we're Garthon's we're a bad banned. person. We're gonna get banned. Government Garthon immediately starts yelling 1984. Switch so, is gonna ban us. Now. Yeah, pretty much. Just the cops are gonna come in with the gas mask any second. Good evening, everyone. Good to see you all. In all seriousness, I hope everyone is doing well. I really do. Stay safe. Don't be dumb. Don't panic. No, don't. Just stop it with the toilet. Seriously. Just toilet paper? Seriously. See, there was a reason that Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy came in a cover with Don't Panic written in large friendly letters on the cover. Yes. It's the first thing you always do. Not panic. That's right. That's right. Speaking of not panicky, in today's segment, I see the doc. We have anime on the stream. Dragon Ball Super Universe Survival Saga. We have some, some clips from there. Let's roll it oh, right we got now. Lots of clips. Oh. No, don't roll it right now. No, don't do it. <laughs> In Garthon's Comical, <laughs> we have Strange Academy number one. Gotta have a number one. Red Sonya, oh. Age of Chaos number three. And Spider Woman number one. Ooh, it's two number ones. And in the RNG, we're going to talk about Marvel's new, New Warriors number one. So that's three number ones in two different segments. Outstanding. That's right. We're on a roll. That's right. All number ones all the time. <laughs> Garthas Compol, new, new, new thing. Only number ones. Boom. We'll be able to talk about Spider Man every six months. Actually, with all the with all the first Spider Man every two, every two. Oh, I thought it was every four. But I bet okay, with all two. the different kinds of Spider Man books, Alien, you know, Symbiote, Miles Morales, Parker, Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider, you know, Spidey. Every you know, every two months, there's a new number one. We'll be good. Yeah. Uh, now some information. Today's giveaway is Little Witch Academia. Chamber of Time. It's an anime adventure RPG with very positive reviews. We need 10 people there to do that. Yes. So be 10 there. people. We need 10 people watching the stream. That's not us to come in and roll for this thing or we can't give it away. If if you know someone who's home right now. Which there should be plenty. Them, <laughs> there should be plenty. Tell them to come in. Hit the follow button. You know, bring them in. And then we'll try and make them stay. All right. And then then everyone can everyone can roll on a game. That's what we want. We want to give away this game. That's it. Garth deals it. with tragedy with humor. Stay tuned because we have a huge announcement that includes updated giveaway information. Please take our survey. The link will be in the chat. Who has the link? I don't have the link. Someone will have it. I have the link. Excellent. So our streaming schedule, Sunday, 9 p.m. That's 10 Eastern. Lunar Silver Stars are complete in Garthon's retro video game stream. That's been entertaining. Um, it's been a few lessons in, like, save your game, idiot, and uh, other old school principles. Monday, Wednesday, 11 a.m., seven days to die with Heathen Dog and the crew. That's uh, right. Update, update on seven days to die. What? Uh, I took down the server yesterday or the day before, something like that, because I am wiping the drive. I'm putting in Windows Server instead of Windows 10. 
and I am putting in uh, seven days to die again, and I'm going to install mods that uh, that people that have been playing have been wanting to see. They want farming mods, they want stuff, and I found some stuff for to have new and exciting zombies to come in. So uh, hopefully, hopefully I'll have that up by Monday. I, I I'm going to do it tomorrow, and I pretty much have all day tomorrow to do it. So hopefully I'll get it done. But I am, you know, I've never actually done a live version of Windows Server before, so uh there may be hiccups but hopefully i have those hiccups ironed out by monday should be fun so, yeah. should be fun yeah and at 8 p.m at 8 30 p.m 8 p.m monday at 8 30 p.m thursday is the yep. dead by daylight stream uh have some fun with that uh we actually been last time we multi-streamed it thanks to sauce mouse yes and sauce mouse thank you very much we had much entertainment we all complained with sauce mouse oh, killed yeah. us oh yeah oh yeah fun. and you you should see all the clips uh go go to our discord and uh, check out the uh, the Dead by Daylight uh, section, and you'll see a whole bunch of clips that me and and other people that have that have played or watched it have put in there. Some of it's really funny stuff. Yep, of us getting slaughtered by each other in humorous ways. Mm. Friday, eleven yep. a.m. is Deep Rock Galactic. That's here on Legion with and Legion with two. Uh, crazy space dwarves doing crazy space dwarf mining stuff. Usually drinking, mining, and killing bugs. That's our job. Yeah, absolutely. Saturday, eight p.m. Today, the Legion with Weekly live stream. That's right. It'll be me and Max Liao at the normal time. Max Liao lives in Germany. He's going to stay up until 3 a.m. So it's going to be normal time, 8 p.m. Central oh, time. Wow. He is and he, being crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He's got, uh, it's going to be uh, RPG heavy. I'm going to finish out Star Trek Adventures with character creation. And he's going to give us a whole bunch of mutant year zero stuff or just year zero stuff. So check out and and a uh, and a uh, uh, comic he got, but we're we're gonna see that later, so don't worry about it. All right, and streaming schedule on Legion with two the dudes on Wednesday is the year of the JRPG continues with Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky. Max is getting through that, having some fun, and you should join him Thursday at eleven a.m. Him and Nora team up in Portal Knights for a little marriage therapy, and uh, they team up, they help each other, and Nora pushes Max off of high places. And Friday, we said before, 11 a.m., Deep Rock Galactic, Max Leo, he the dog, Legion with crew, playing along, good times. Yep. So everyone, be aware of that. Twitch, YouTube, social media stuff, you can find us at twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth, as our primary channel, anime, comic, game reviews, he the dog, team ups, Garthons, retro streams, Legion with 2 is The Deuce, our second channel, with Max Leo's year of the JRPG, Norris Variety Streams, and for every thousand bits that they get during the stream, there is a game giveaway. I believe the latest giveaway is 300 or 350 bits away. So, you know, $3 and 50 cent. You can roll on a game. game. Yeah. Well, you'd roll on the game. Who knows who gets it? So who knows who gets it, but whatever. Put 50 cents in. Get everyone there. 50 cents each. Then you get a game. Feel good about yourself. That's right. Feel good. YouTube.com slash Legion of Myth. Is there individual Legion of Myth weekly live stream segments that are highlighted? Video game streams, things like that. Tell-top RPG videos and such. Twitter, you can tweet us at least with, we'll teach you back. This is where we do video live stream announcements, giveaway updates, exciting, exciting things. Discord, join our Discord channel at that, because I can't, that's not a word. You can chat with us, be the first to know when things happen. And we like, we're talking about a lot of Dead by Daylight action going on there. Uh, there's a lot of stuff from Seven Days to Die in there too that I kind of look at sometimes for fun. Yep. Uh, comic book talk, many interesting things there. So join us on Discord. And don't forget to get our gear, press your friends, intimidate your enemies with shop dot spreadshirt.com slash legion of myth 
Thank you, of course, to our patrons, our Twitch supporters. We really do appreciate it. Gary M, Brian A, Sharers, thank you so much. And top and cheers and Twitch is on. And gift subs is on. Thank you so much, Zon. You guys, your generous donations, your insanity really helps us. We really do appreciate it. Thank you so much to all our subscribers. How you review stuff? Half star is awful. Just absolutely awful. Five stars is wonderful. You do like the French mwah. It's just mwah. It's, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's amazing. You can't even do a word for it. Mwah. Nope. It just only sounds. Only sounds and emotes. That's all you got. Yep. Full screen. Oh, there you go. The opinions and commentary expressed in this episode belong solely to the individual commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While you make an effort to provide a family friendly atmosphere, this content is not targeted towards children under the age of 13 and may include the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. The moon landing was faked. <laughs> oh, we got a we got a giveaway. The Look at that. The coronavirus is a plot for the hand soap companies. Oh, boom! <laughs> That's perfect. Soft soap is in cahoots with the government. That's right. Soft soap. It's got tissue. It's all a plot. <laughs> all right, follower giveaway. And halls and halls mentholiptus. That's right. Uh, what's funny is if you actually look at even old cans of like Lysol, it says it kills the coronavirus. Old can? Oh well, there. Oh, there's the coronavirus there's, was uh, right. The coronavirus still existed, cold, but so yeah, yeah. I mean, COVID nineteen is just the version everyone's worried about. So right, some people have been kind of uh, conspiratorial about it. There you go. Just because that. All right, so remember, exclamation point, Little Witch, to join the giveaway, as Mar Hockman had. Mm -hmm. A coronavirus. Dan not the coronavirus, says Dan Forbes. No, no. That's true. Well, you know, you ask a coronavirus, like, I'm the man. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's like the difference between, you know, killing a Adolf Hitler and the Adolf Hitler. You know, it makes a there difference. It makes it a does. difference. It does. Yes. Yes. It, it's a, you have to be specific. That's right. Right. Pronouns. Pronouns matter. <laughs> All right. So go on, everyone. Ready to use the banner idiot rich? Ooh, who knows? Oh, Mar Hawkman, you tinfoil oh, hat. Conspiracies mother everywhere. <laughs> All right. Come on, everyone. Exclusion Little Witch. We need more people to join the giveaway for Little Witch Academia. Even if you don't want it, join so the people who can't do want it have a chance of getting it. Everyone in there. Exclamation point. Little Witch. That's two T's. Yes. And then it's followed by which, which is spelled like ditch, but with a D instead of a W. If you don't know how to spell which, well, your schooling has failed you. I just, honestly. I, we, we can't help you. We cannot help you. Come on, everyone. All right, we're moving on. Because, you know, time is finite. A minimum of 10 followers must enter for us to give away the key. Thank you, Falcon's Lantern. When life gives you lemons, punch life in the balls. He the dogs, anime on the street. <laughs> Thank you very much, Garth. And hello, everyone. I hope I find you well. Today is the, the final saga for our Dragon Ball Z arc. We've gone through all of them. And if you miss them, you can see them on YouTube right now. So go to the Legion of Myth YouTube page and check it out. And while you're there, go ahead and like, subscribe, do all that stuff. 
go ahead and give a comment to say I suck and I miss something because I always miss something because this is 133 episodes and this is a 30 minute segment. So guess what? I did miss something, but tell me what I missed and I'll, I will comment on it if I did it on purpose or if I just missed it. All right. First, let's talk about Dragon Ball Super. All right. And it's supposed to be part four. I don't know why it says part three. Maxi, I did it. All right. Dragon Ball Super. It started about three years after the end of Dragon Ball Z. And this is where Dragon Ball goes into universal and multi-universal territory and this is exemplified in the last saga which is thank you falcon's lesson hey subscribe thank you very much the best time subscribe is when someone's talking good job that's good all right so let's talk about uh the let's talk about the uh, details here uh toy animation is a studio here and uh, we've got uh, a couple of directors, but the writer, the triumphant return of Akira Toriyama. Now he uh, he was gone since Dragon Ball Z. He did Dragon Ball Z. He did Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and then then he left. And then they went on to do Dragon Ball GT, and they redid uh, a, a re not rematch, but a, a rejigger for uh, Dragon Ball Kai and all kinds of other stuff. And it was, in my opinion, it was just terrible. And Toriyama came back and said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write this sinking ship. And for the most part, he did. A couple of squidgy points in a couple of the arcs. But other than that, he did a, he did a solid job. Now, the first run for this thing was July 5th, 2015 to March 25th, 2018. 131 episodes. And you can watch them all right now on Crunchyroll. Whether you are a premium member or not, you can watch it. All right, so go ahead and do it. All right, if you like these, if you like these reviews, again, go ahead and like the channel. That'd be nice. All right. This is episode four of four, Universe Survival Saga. Okay. And we'll look at our important characters for this saga. These are these are characters who are either introduced or are prominent in this saga. And the first is Jiren. He is the most important character in this saga. He is the strongest being in Universe 11. Now as a refresher, the main Dragon Ball continuity resides in universe number seven. All right. So this is universe 11. There are like 13 universes in the multiverse in the Dragon Ball. Well, multiverse. So there you go. Universe 11. Now he's the strongest in universe 11. He's probably the strongest in many, many others too. Cause th this, this is, this guy's no joke. I mean, if uh, OP does not cover it. All right. And then there is, there is Topo. He is the leader of the pride troopers which jiren is a member of the pride troopers are the ultimate police force or defense force in universe 11 and uh there there are a couple of people who are super strong in that topo is one of them he is easily one of the one of the most powerful characters in the universe and then we have Kali, uh, khalifa and kale these are two saiyans from universe i believe seven i believe it's universe seven i think so I thought seven so, was could, the universe that. No, I'm sorry, six. I'm sorry, six. Six. All right, there you sorry, go. Six. It could, could be six or nine. I'm not sure. I can't remember right now. We're going to go with six. Write it down that's what you wrote down. Universe, oh, it says universe six. Okay, good. But uh, the, the, they're from the same universe that Kaba is from. Kaba was introduced in uh, an earlier episode, an earlier saga. And he actually taught the, the Saiyans of his universe how to become Super Saiyans as he was taught by Vegeta. So, so Vegeta is really the, the god of Super Saiyans in universe six. So. You know, Vegeta is not only the prince of all Saiyans, but he's also the, the the teacher of all Saiyans in a whole universe. So, you know, good for you, Vegeta. And good good job, Kaba, for giving credit where credit is due. All right. Anyway, uh, they, these two will become important 
later on. Okay, let's move on to the first of the main events. Now, first, I want to talk about Goku's brain damage. Now, this isn't a main event in uh, in uh, Dragon Ball Super. This goes back to the original Dragon Ball series. Goku was sent to the Earth with the express purpose of eliminating all life forms on it so the Saiyans could come, claim the planet, fix it up a bit, and flip it. They were going to sell it. But they sent him as a baby? Yes, because Earth was such a backwater jackhole place that, that even, even a baby Saiyan could rip this joint apart. Fair enough. Now, the problem is, he was, he was a terror. When Grandpa, Grandpa Gohan found him and, and rescued him from his pod, like, like, like Superman type thing, uh, he was biting him and kicking him and trying to kill him. And then he, uh, he wrestled out of Gohan's grip and he fell down a cliff and hit his head. From that moment on, he was nice. He was a nice kid, completely cool, super happy. But this gave him brain damage. He, he is basically an idiot savant. He can fight and he's got he's got one-on-one -on -one tactics, but beyond that, he's stupid. Can't remember his really, phone number. Really, really stupid. No, no. Can't remember his phone number. He has two children and he cannot recognize a pregnant woman. In this arc, he sees Bulma pregnant with her second child. And he looks at Bulma and says, geez, Bulma, you've been eating a lot. He has two kids. Maybe he, maybe <laughs> he's actually not the father. Maybe he doesn't really know where they come from. You know what? That's an entire possibility, except that Gohan is confirmed half Saiyan and Vegeta definitely didn't do it. I'm just, right. Well, I know so Vegeta was around. There was that Gohan from another dimension traveling through time for a little bit. There you go. That could be it. No, but Vegeta wasn't around for Gohan. He hadn't hit the planet yet. So Gohan was Gohan was but there what, before any other Saiyan. In last weapon. saga, we had evil other dimension Gohan. Fair enough. Could have manipulated <laughs> right. time, got back now, there, made it happen. Now, here's the example of Goku's brain damage. He got a button, right? He got, oh, Trunks did chime travel. You're absolutely right. But uh, he, he got a button from Zeno, the, the ultimate god of all the multiverse. And uh, in the Trunks saga, the, the uh, future Trunks saga, he uh, used it to call future Zeno, take him back in time to the present and meet him up with present Zeno because he promised Zeno to have a friend. And, and everyone, and he thought it was a really good idea instead of having one uh, ultimate power in the multiverse that is, ha has the mentality of a five-year-old to ultimate powers in the multiverse that have a mentality of five-year-old brilliant everyone said you're an idiot why and then he uses the button again to transport himself to Zeno, and reminds Zeno that he promised goku a tournament a, a multi-universal tournament and Zeno went oh yeah i forgot from that moment on goku was responsible for everything bad that happens in the rest of this goddamn show goku is directly responsible for pain and suffering of at least a hundred specific people he's like second tier actor honestly you know you know all right it just pisses me off okay so uh he's he gets sent back after this and the grand minister which is which is the angel was uh, zeno's angel attendant says that okay zeno says that there's going to be a tournament and uh 
and this is the this is good what's going to happen this is and ugh. the tournament is going to be uh, a tournament between i believe eight uni- yeah eight universes and i'm going to tell you all the rules and stuff like that when it happens but here is the rub the universes that lose get erased from existence only one universe will survive out of these eight and that's the winner so, so, so if you're from the universe where they actually embraced love and peace and never learned how to fight because everyone gets along, they get destroyed. Yeah, you're just dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're dead. Goku is directly responsible for eliminating seven out of the eight universes. He is directly responsible for the death of zillions of people because of brain damage. And uh, if you watch Dragon Ball Z abridged, they do not ignore this fact. It is brought up a lot. Goku's brain damage. Everyone acknowledges it in Dragon Ball Z Abridged. Yeah, you kind of check have it to. out on YouTube. Yeah, check it on YouTube. I not not right now, but after it's over, go ahead and, and type in uh, DBZA into YouTube, and you'll get it. It's got sixty plus episodes. It's awesome, funny. Check it out. Anyway, let's move on. All right, now going to the main events. First is the Zeno Expo. Now, future Zeno has not seen a martial arts tournament before. Present Zeno has. So present Zeno said, hey, we need we need an expo. We, we need a, 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 an example tournament to show future Zeno what he's in for. So uh, Universe 7 and 9 compete in three one-on-one matches. Okay? Uh, and uh, Goku scrambles around trying to find three people he finds gohan his son gohan and uh boo from the from dragon ball z who is now good all right and of course mr satan has to come along too because mr satan and boo are package deal they don't go together they go together they don't go around without each other well if you want to win you need mr satan on your side oh yeah that's it sure anyway so they, they get teleported to to Zeno's uh home dimension or god world or whatever Realm. And uh, they start fighting. The, the first fight is Boo versus Basil. Basil is the is the little dog, little dog guy that Boo is holding and like calling him George, I guess. I don't know, something. But uh, Boo starts getting kicked around by Basil because he's super fast. He got super strong kicks, right? That That's his shtick. And Boo is, Boo is not basically not fighting back because Boo's just having fun. He's like, yay, this is fun. Getting kicked around and all that stuff. And, and so everyone thinks he's weak. And uh, everyone on Universe 7 knows that Boo is not serious. He's just playing around. But uh, Basil does a finisher move. And it's an area effect attack. And Mr. Satan, being a normal dude, gets hit by this and gets hurt. Boo sees this and loses his mind. Yeah, that's not and good. Start, oh, yeah. He starts beating the crap out of Basil. Left, right, and center beat him almost to death but didn't kill him fell unconscious boo was declared the winner first match done okay next we have gohan versus lavender lavender is yet another dog person the apparently dog dog people come in threes we're gonna talk about that in a minute but uh, his special ability is he can spit and coat things with poison now this takes gohan by surprise he gets spit in the face of poison and it gets in his eyes and he's blinded and what what we what we found out with Basil is that uh, Universe Nine fighters are invisible to energy sense or key sense. Hmm. 
So with Gohan being blind and not being able to sense his energy, he starts getting his butt kicked. But Gohan quickly gets gets some fighting instinct back and starts using his ears and his skin to hear the attacks coming and to feel vibrations in the air. And then he starts winning again. Well, now Lavender decides, oh, well, I'm going to fly. So I won't make any footsteps or sounds and I'll only attack from a distance. So, you know, he won't feel me coming. It'll be an energy blast, be too fast to dodge. And then Lavender starts winning again. But then Gohan gets a gets a pretty good idea. He goes Super Saiyan. And the, the energy expelled from his body bounces off Lavender like active sonar. And now he can fight him again. Now, Gohan gets a KO, but going Super Saiyan accelerates the poison's progress in his body. So the moment he knocks out Lavender, he also falls unconscious. So it's called a tie. And of course, Gohan's given a sensu bean to make sure it doesn't die. And then we go on to Goku versus Bergamo. Bergamo is the most powerful of the Danger Trio, which is this group's name, the Danger La Trio or Danger to Trio or something like that. It's lame. Anyway, uh, Bergamo is a talker. He's a smooth talker. So he takes the moment before the fight to talk to the Xenos and plead to them and say, if I win against Goku, can you please take off the whole destroying the universe caveat at the end of this tournament coming up? And and Zeno, the present day Zeno says, well, sure. Okay. I don't think you're going to win though but I've seen Goku fight. So uh, yeah, sure. If you win and the grand attendant goes, ah, 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 Goku, if you throw the fight, your universe will be killed. And then the tournament will go on exactly the same. So all Goku has to do is lose, but make it look like he didn't take it. Make it look like he didn't throw the fight. Make it look like he didn't take a dive. So what does Goku do? He goes full ham, absolute power, and just obliterates Bergamo, almost like like he was nothing. Yay, brain damage. Well, obviously Bergamo wasn't strong enough. Maybe he thought, well, okay, I hit him really hard once, and then I'll show you he could take it, and then if I take a dive. Exactly, yes. If he was he smart, could, which could know he's stupid. But so obviously he couldn't not. even take, like, you know, a little bit. No, no, no. He, he couldn't. He went full 100%. Seriously, he went full 100%. He went just as hard as he went against Hit in the previous tournament, which was full Super Saiyan Blue, full times 10 uh, King Kai Fist, just full ham. He went 100% to win. If he went 90%, he might have lost and the universe would have been saved. But no, no. Brain damage. This was the second shot to save universes, but he didn't. All right, next. Now we go to the real tournament, and now the rules are played out for... Oh, wait. Uh, one weird thing, Marhawkman says, one weird thing is that Bergamo uses a power he doesn't use later, which is weird. Yes, he uses the uh, the power absorption ability, where if you punch him or hit him with an energy attack, he gets bigger and stronger. That doesn't happen in the, in the tournament proper. Why? Maybe it's a choice. Maybe they forgot. I don't know. Speaking of the tournament proper, these are the rules. It is a battle royale. So all contestants are on the field at the exact same time. 10 people per universe. So that's a total of 80 people, 80 fighters. There's a 48 minute time limit. At the end of that 48 minute time, oh, 
first let's get up any universe that loses all of its members during the match and losing is being knocked unconscious and being unable to fight or being knocked off the platform and flying unless it's a natural ability has been turned off by 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 uh, Zeno in this realm so unless you have wings you can't fly so if you get knocked off the edge you just fall and then you get teleported to the stands and you're you're considered knocked out if all of your team has been rendered unconscious or knocked out of the ring your universe is instantly destroyed if at the end of the tournament you do not have the most players on the field your universe is destroyed so at the end the universe with the most fighters left wins or if there's only one fighter left that universe wins those are the rules all right now let's look at the universe 17. gohan is named team captain because everyone secretly acknowledges goku's brain damage and they do not want goku in charge of this team so they they kind of uh uh goku says gohan should be team captain but i think piccolo put the idea in his head because piccolo is also smart so gohan becomes team captain and the the team members are goku vegeta piccolo krillin tian shenhan androids 7 and 18 from dbz and master roshi master roshi was a good pick he's old and easily the weakest now I of like those there style. but i find it he's very... easily the most experienced right. fighter among them so that's good Thank you, and Jojo. then, yeah. real. and then they get Frieza, Frieza, who's dead, Trunks, but very strong. Yes, dead but very strong. They go to the afterlife to get him for twenty four hours to fight in this tournament. Because, because Beerus says, you know what, we need the strongest people possible, and if you can get Frieza, that's a good get. Do it. He's not going to screw us over. He's not going to do that because. If the universe gets destroyed, he doesn't get a wish. And his wish is to be reborn. To be, you know, yeah, to be resurrected. Not dead. To be not dead. Exactly right. To be resurrected. All right. So safe enough. All right. Let's move on. Now, there are too many fights here to talk about individually. They're not. I'm going to go to the ones I think are most important or the ones that I believe I have time for. All right. So here we go. Goku versus Khalifa. Kalifla, excuse me, and Kale. Now these are these are like like I said, two uh, two Saiyans from Universe Six that Kaba taught to be Super Saiyans. And uh, uh, Kalifla is very arrogant, very Vegeta-like. Only she has nothing to back it up. Like I'm gonna be the best, and then Goku goes, "What are you doing, man? You're Super Saiyan One. I could I could almost beat you sleeping." But she quickly rises to Super Saiyan 2 during their first fight. So he's like, oh, okay. Okay, well, let me teach you some more stuff. So, you know, uh, uh, so Goku does for for Kalifla uh, that Vegeta did for Kaba, you know, teaching while the fight. Well, Kale sees this. She gets 100% jealous. And she loses her mind. And she goes legendary Super Saiyan like Broly. Huge green hair. All she can say is Son Goku, and she throws out green energy. It's a disaster. Now, uh, everyone at this point is worried for the structural integrity of the arena because she's going hog wild 
and energy blasts are going everywhere and it's it's disrupting fights everywhere it's cracking the stage it's doing bad stuff jiren cut walks in and goes no you're out of control shut the hell up hits her one time and takes her out of the fight All doesn't right. knock her out well I, I think she loses consciousness for a couple minutes but she's able to wake up and continue fighting but literally one hit when goku was was being pushed back by this by this girl all right so that happened that's crazy and that that is our first little slice of jiren and his power all right so let's go on the next one this one goku goku saw this right and goes oh my god i gotta fight this guy so as soon as he can and as soon as he, he's able he goes to fight jiren all right and now jiren in the beginning is super clearly winning and we got a clip this is our first clip goku going through the stages because he wants to fight jiren on a level where it'll be at first challenging and then bring it up there but he basically goes through all the stages and goes crap i gotta go i gotta go super saiyan blue so let's check it out I don't even know why he started regular without even one Super Saiyan. I don't know why he started Super Saiyan 1. I don't, I don't, I don't well, it's like, it's like a big truck. You gotta start going through all the gears, you know. There you go. That's exactly right. Yeah, none of this is working really well. Yes, Jiren is very unimpressed throughout this entire thing. At least that's, that's that Super Saiyan God. Yeah. yeah, even Super Saiyan God, which was... Uh, which was uh, introduced in one of the movies. Doesn't do anything. He's blocking with a single finger, exactly right. All right, well, don't mess with him. Yeah, it gets, uh, it gets uh, super worse from there. He gets his butt kicked, like, bad. He can't land a single hit on Jiren. Ouch, ouch, He gets ouch. his butt walked. All right. So much so that that he he goes to his trump card, which is the spirit bomb. He gathers energy from the entire universe that he's in, which is basically everyone there, the most powerful people in eight universes. And he throws this giant ball of death and destruction at Jiren. Jiren catches it and goes, funny, pushes it back into Goku's face. Goku instinctively absorbs the entire spirit bomb. Whoa. And he evolves to another unseen before now level of power. So let's go ahead and check that out. That's clip number two. I like the I like the gray highlights in his hair. Yeah, gray eyes. I, thought, I thought that was a good deal. No, look at this dodging. He's it. Now he looks like he's just walking, but later on it, it gives a it gives a real real indication what's going on. He his perception and reflexes are so high that everything seems like hyper slow motion, and he has to use the bare minimum amount of movement to dodge anything. I should pay attention now. Yes. Jiren's actually blocking all those hits. And he's getting pushed back.
All right, now I want to talk about Ultra Instinct for a second. Okay, uh, Ultra Instinct is a state that even even gods of destruction almost never reach. What it is, it's a it's a state of your mind, your body, and your and your and your key are all fused as one. There is no thought. There is just movement. Thought and movement happen at the same time. And as this was explained, I was reminded of a comic like 20 years ago, maybe. And Garthon might might remember this, where Wolverine fought Psylocke. She was, she was, uh, uh, and she had her little, uh, uh, little knife thing from her hand. Her side and blade, the combined side blade over psychic energy. Yes. And what she used to, she was, she was an experienced martial artist, but she used her telepathy to, to know what the opponent was going to do because they were thinking about it before they did it. They, they planned it out. Even if it was just a split second of thought, she heard it and she's able to block, but fighting Wolverine, that didn't help because Wolverine didn't think he reacted on instinct, everything. There was no forethought to any of his attacks. So her, her, her advantage was nullified. That's kind of like what Ultra Instinct is, except in this instance, it's dodging. The imperfected Ultra Instinct is you have no thought of evading any attack. You still have to think about attacking, which means you're slower on the attack, but your dodges are all but perfect. Because your mind and body are one, there, there is no thought process, it just happens. Okay, now, Ultra Instinct is not perfected, and the energy of the spirit bomb wears off during the fight. He comes out of Ultra Instinct and Jiren knocks him, knocks him away. All right. So he's beaten by Jiren. But that's Jiren. That's, that's the fight. Very impressive. One. He comes back. Okay. Then Hit, if you remember him from uh from the a couple of sagas ago, Hit comes in. Uh, also from Universe Six. He's the ultimate assassin of Universe Six. And uh he is of his ability is time skip, where he can just skip forward in time a half second so you can't see him move because he doesn't move in real space he skips over real space and just appears places now this doesn't work on jiren because jiren is just so damn fast that it doesn't matter how how much time you skip the moment you appear you're punched that's it you have to get close to him to hit him and you have to come out of your time space to do that. That means you get punched in the face. That's it. No one's fast enough to block this stuff. But Hit traps Jiren in a bubble of zero time. He traps him in a field where time does not move at all. Or moves at such a slow rate where hundreds of years will go by in a single second on the outside. And he did this at the edge of the stage. And then Hit goes in for the final attack that will push Jiren off the stage. Jiren, through force of power and will, pushes his way out of the time bubble and knocks Hit off the stage. Defeated time! Jiren was stronger than time. Crap. That's pretty Crap. impressive. It is impressive. Now, we've seen something like this before something like it in Dragon Ball Z with Majin Buu. Majin Buu can scream and crack holes in the universe. He's that powerful. And Jiren is even more powerful than that. He can move 
through time. No, he can move through zero time, which should be impossible. But it's not for him. Not for him. Not at all. Okay, let's move on. Ah, here, here's the fight that Mark Hawkman want to see. Kefla versus Goku. Now, uh, uh, Khalifla and Kale merge using the Potara earrings. Now, a, a little a brief history on the Potara earrings. Potara earrings are owned by the uh, by the by the Kai of every universe, the gods of every universe, the lower level gods. Uh, Nah, not the mid-level gods, the, the the middle management gods. They have earrings. If you take one earring off, give it to somebody else, they put it on the opposite ear that you're wearing, the same pair of, you merge together and you combine your power. And if it's a good combination, you even multiply the power at the end. Okay. Now these two are these two are sisters. So oh, there you go. Thank you, Dayfron. Dayfonron. All right, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Now, uh, when they merge, they were sisters, so it really does a whole lot. In fact, I got a clip of it. Here's clip number three. This is the two sisters merge. Super Saiyan God Goku decided, I'm going to knock these chicks off the stage. Didn't look out. That green glow is the Potara earrings being activated. They get real strong real fast. Yes, they do. That's what happens. The Potara fusion is all but instantaneous. And you actually become a separate person. You get your personalities and knowledge are merged together to form a new personality, an, an amalgam of both people. She's not even Super Saiyan at this point. This is base form Kefla fighting Super Saiyan God Goku. It's crazy. It All doesn't right, seem so. right, honestly. Yeah. But hey, whatever. That's what happens. I mean, uh, she's able to gain the upper hand right away. And then, th then she goes into legendary Super Saiyan mode because Kale could go in legendary Super Saiyan. So Kefla can obviously go in legendary Super Saiyan. And Goku is pushed so far that he now spontaneously activates Ultra Instinct. Still imperfect, but he was able to activate it with his own power instead of a power infusion from a spirit bomb. All right, and he uses the dodgeball technique to win. Now, anyone who's watched dodgeball game or seen the movie Dodgeball will recognize that this, this dodgeball blocking technique that we're gonna see in our fourth clip. So go ahead and check it out now. Dodgeball, you block with the ball. <laughs> Thought you were clever. Then you yep. got Okamahana to the face. Yep. So, yeah, uh, Kefla, gone. She got knocked out. She was done after that. She was done-zo. That was awesome. I like that. That was pretty good. All right, now, 
Uh, other noteworthy fights. Tapo versus Vegeta. Uh, Tapo, uh, he's the leader of the Pride Troopers that I mentioned in the beginning. Now, I've said he's an important character, even though I'm not going over his fight in detail, because he is a God of Destruction candidate for Universe, for universe uh, 11. All right. So he actually, uh, during during the fight, he uh, some of his God of Destruction power wells up and Vegeta has to take him down. And, and Vegeta actually gets a new form of Super Saiyan Blue during the fight with Tapo. That was interesting. And then after defeating Tapo, Vegeta goes after Jiren. That didn't work out. He basically got his butt kicked by Jiren because... Jiren's that badass. Now, throughout this entire thing, Master Roshi has been kicking butt. He has been seriously kicking butt. He specifically goes after any enemy that is tricky or or uses a subterfuge or illusions or stuff that he thinks that the majority of the fighters on his side won't be able to deal with. He specifically targets these people. And he kicks their butt. It's great. It's awesome. You got to watch that. And Krillin, to the surprise of everyone, is on fire. I mean, he was instrumental in knocking at least two people out of the ring himself. And he saves his wife from being knocked out of the ring one time. I mean, sure, one time he he defeated one of, one of the dogs by throwing his... Uh, was it a dog or a cat or something? He, he defeated some animal uh, hybrid by throwing his shoe at them and it hit the nose and his feet stunk so bad that it basically stunned the animal. That was a little weird, but it was effective. It worked, right? Still that was counts great. as a power, still a win. There you go. Knocked him out, still a win, right? There you go. Take all the wins you can get. Universe is at stake here, people. We're not splitting hairs. All right. And Android 18, the, the male Android, he was boss throughout the entire thing. This was freaking awesome. I mean, he he was he was no joke through the whole thing. There was there was one part where uh where uh there was one universe's people who were going through this long drawn out dance transformation thing, and Android 18 was like, mm, no, and just starts attacking. And they're like, No, you're not allowed to attack during our transformation. And he's like, Why would I let you get more powerful? I just want to win. What the hell? So that that was pretty funny. Uh, Mar Hawkman says he loves seeing Goku, the guy who uses the fusion most in DBZ, have to fight a fusion. Yes, that was pretty cool. Uh, Kefla wasn't super powerful as fusions go, but it was fun to see. Yes, it was. Fox person, thank you. The the blind fox person, thank you very much. Hunted by scent. That's why uh, uh, Krillin's uh, uh, Krillin's stinky, foot. stinky feet got yeah, him. Sticky Makes foot. Sense. So, yeah, he was blind. Yeah. And then, toward the end, Jiren versus a perfected Ultra Instinct Goku. This fight was phenomenal. Toriyama was like, you know what? There's not going to be another one. I'm going, I'm going all out on this. And they basically broke. You thought, oh, the, the power creep in DBZ was crazy. Oh, the power creep in, in Dragon Ball Super is getting nuts. Well, then watch this, man, because nobody cared about power creep anymore. Nobody. And it showed. Every single god of destruction was looking at this fight going, uh, uh, are we going to die just from being here? This is, this is, I'm a little nervous that I'm just going to die just watching this. They were that scared during this fight. And I don't blame them because this flight was, this fight was crazy, but I'm not going to go through all that. I'm not going to tell you how it ends. 
you're going to have to watch it yourself. Like I said, it's on Crunchyroll, all of this. You can watch it for free. You can watch all this yourself. I don't want to spoil everything. I gave you four clips today. That's they were crazy. Long clips. They were long clips too. We're probably going to get demonetized on YouTube, but I don't care. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so watch this yourself. There's a lot of humor. There's a lot of, there's a lot of smart dialogue. And of course, a whole lot of fighting, a whole lot of ultra powerful stuff. It's got violence. It's got action. It's, it's got, it's got it all. So tell me your thoughts. What did you think of this anime review? What did you think of, of Dragon Ball in general? I'm talking Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Kai, Dragon Ball GT, Dragon Ball Super, everything. Dragon Ball movies. What do you think about them? What's your favorite one? Go ahead and tell me. And if there's an anime you want me to review later, well, keep that in your pocket. Keep that in your pocket. We're going to talk about that later. If you like these reviews and uh, you want to see more of them, then, you know, go to our YouTube channel, like and share, subscribe, and uh, you'll be able to see all of my anime reviews going way back, years back. All right, so check that out. And of course, subscribe to Legion Myth Anime, Comics, and Games. And be a Legionnaire. And everyone be ready for the future when it changes to Heathen Dog's Jane Austen Review, where he reviews your favorite Jane Austen novels. Yes, yes. Atlas be damned. Little Women, oh yeah. Little, oh, Little Women, oh, outstanding. Oh, yes. Now it's time to pick a winner. Exclamation with Little Witch. Speaking of Little Women... I would love to do a winner, but there's only six people. No, we need four more people. We need four more people. There are 13 people watching. I'm one of them. Sorry. So, so exclamation point, little witch, everyone. Duncan has entered. Duncan's entered. We need three more people. We need three more people to be able to give this game to somebody. You got a 10% chance to win this game for free. Costs nothing. Type in exclamation point, little witch, follow the channel. He's got to be a follower. Get a friend. That's it. Just one button click. Doesn't cost you anything. Make a sock puppet account. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, that's probably a bad idea. Don't do that. Don't do that. We might get in trouble. Might get in trouble for that. Make a friend. Get a friend. Sign into your parents' account. If your parents have Twitch accounts, they probably don't. They Probably not. Maybe they do. Dan from Fortran used to be friends on his fire as a positive. (laughs) Well, then, then you know what? We'll, we will give you a minute for your for your labor to bear fruit. That's right. Because um, we care. All right. I'm going to reset this thing real quick. All right. Had to fix something. All right. Okay. Jojo for real has no friends. Oh, Jojo. I'm sorry. I'll be your friend. Sarah Sarah says all his friends are already here. Well, hey, Sharers has got 14 friends, man. That that's a good number. That, that's 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 more than most people have. I know, right? That's a really good number. Jojo's excited about that. We like you, Jojo. We just met, but we, but you know, it's all good. It's all good, Jojo. Don't worry about it. Come on, um, because I guess my I have friends who aren't watching either. So look, Dan Forty Four will be your friend. That's another one, right? Yeah. There. See, there you go. Another one right there. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about uh, talk about the uh, the COVID testing thing. My my wife Uh-oh. got tested on Tuesday. Yeah, she got tested on Tuesday, and and the the testing center was straight up sketchy. <laughs> Jojo's <Okay>? his brother. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> All right. Anyway, the, the the testing center was was straight up sketchy because uh, it was you go in a parking lot of a building that is not finished being constructed, 
someone comes out in full hazmat gear, goes to your car, has you roll down the window, swabs your nose, leaves you in the car, goes in there, tests you for the flu. If that test comes back negative, then then they come out with the with the coronavirus test, test you, and say, "We'll we'll call you in two days." Well, two days came, and they said, "Oh wait, no, we're behind." Three days, three days came. Oh no, we're really behind. Today's four days, still nothing. Now I got to go to the store. All right, I we we have been in this house since Tuesday. We have none of us have left because because we don't know the, her test results. She was sick. I was sick. We had all the we had all the right symptoms. We had the fever. We had the scratchy throat. Uh, we had I had a cough a little bit, like maybe for a half a day. She had a cough for a whole day. So we had the right symptoms for the for the coronavirus, but we don't know. Don't know. But uh, tomorrow I I got to go to the store. You know I need milk. I need I need bread. I need I need normal shit. I got to get that. Yeah, the, so, the store might not have milk and bread, just so you know. <laughs> I think they'll have milk. I don't know if they'll have, they'll probably have bread, some kind of bread. Judge, you, uh, judge by my experience, uh, milk isn't that hard to get. Sliced bread is hard to get. Mm. Well, I actually have a patented uh, handy-dandy bread slicer, so I, yeah. I can get the regular bread. Yeah, I, I have a knife, so, you know. Yeah, you could buy like the store like one dollar loaf of bread and you're good. Yep, that's what I might be what I do. Local Sam's Club had a limit on milk. Yes, yeah, I only some, need one gallon. Some people think I'll buy all the milk. It's like you're gonna drink ten gallons of milk in four yeah. days. Yeah, before it's, it goes bad. it's gonna go bad. It's gonna go bad yeah. in a week. You can't drink ten gallons of milk in a week. What the hell, man? People, uh, it's the same people oh. do it during hurricanes. Like I must buy yeah. all the bread and milk. It's gonna go bad. Yeah. The hurricane is gonna last a day, and even if it's an emergency situation. And you don't have to be evacuated. You're only going to be out of contact for four days tops. And then then there's going to be people around again. And uh, you don't need five gallons of milk for Dan four says, days. Dan says, try me. He could drink 10 gallons of milk. He's good. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> I will do that. Uh, okay, let's see where we're at. One, two, three, four, we're, five, we're six, seven. seven, eight. Oh, eight. We're at eight. We need two more people. Two more people. Then we can give this thing away. I want to give this thing away. I want this to happen. I want it. But I can't do it. I Last week, last week I made an exception. I can't do it this week. I can't you do get it. in trouble. I get in trouble. That's right. Don't want to be in I trouble. I almost got in trouble last time. That's right. Almost got in trouble last time. I'm not going to get in trouble now. Right. Came out of his pay. Mm-hmm. Max no doubt. Max is his share. So, yeah. I got docked 10 bucks, man. What are you talking about? That's just... All right. Slap the face. So I guess we're going to be moving on. Because some of the people watching do not feel like signing up. I'm going to leave it open. And every once in a while, Streamlabs is going to remind people to go in. Okay. All After right. Garthon's comic poll, I'm going to check again. If we got 10 people, I'll roll it then. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cherry Max, of course Max got it. Max is, that's the way Max is. All right, so, full screen.
ソンのコミックプール Yes, Garthon's Comic Poll! Let's see what we're talking about today on Garthon's Comic Poll. Strange Academy number one. Welcome to Hogwarts, Doctor Strange's School for Young Wizards! There you go. Not the most original idea, uh, but you know what? It's the first, second time it's been done in the Marvel Universe. I think they actually had one of these type of things before. Uh, a strange and wacky crew of young magic users live together, grow together, in Doctor Strange's crazy school for wacky wizards. Written by Scotty Young. Uh, art by Humberto Ramos. Colors by Edgar Delgado. Publication date, the 18th of March, 2020. All right. Uh, the art is really nice in the book. Humberto Ramos does a really good job capturing a whimsical, mysterious feel to the young characters. Most of them are pretty young. Uh, not child, but teen to tween. Youngish, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I see that. I see that each page has a color scheme. Right. Is that does that continue throughout the book? Pretty much, uh, but it calls for it, yes. Uh, okay. The colorist uh, Delgado, Ed Edgar Delgado does a good job with that. Uh, he does a nice job tying everything together. Uh, Ray has a nice childlike whimsy to his art. Scotty Young does a good job drawing out character for these people. And this is an issue one where they're trying to introduce like twelve to fifteen characters. Oof. Uh, some are just like, oh, oh look, wow. it's Loki, but you have to get an idea of what Loki's current situation is if you're not really familiar with what he's been doing in the comics. You know, or Doctor Strange, or Brother Voodoo, and all these other people. Uh, this is a quick interest, but also all the characters in the book who I'm not going to name all of, because that is way too in-depth, because there's too dang many. Uh, the main character is a girl born to muggle, I mean, non-superpowered parents. Uh, she's just the Hermione Granger of the book. Uh, very skilled, works hard, knows magic. Uh, it's when experimenting magic when all of a sudden she, her dog gets hit by a car. And to save her dog, she like reaches out magically and like heals the dog, but then feels like really hurt herself inside. And okay. So that was kind of her first lesson in that if you make something with magic, magic takes something away somewhere else. Magic always has a price, yeah. Right. Uh, her second lesson is later when she's trying to just resting and hanging out, she starts like reaching out magically. She makes a bunch of flowers grow. Like, ah, and then the tree behind her like is possessed by a demon and tries to kill her. Oh, that doesn't seem equivalent exchange. Well, what happens is, like, bit. it attacks her, and there's, like, foolish child, you must pay for what you have taken, because the child just took, just took life from something else and made life. It's just flowers, but it's still life from somewhere else, and a bunch of life-stealing demons weren't happy with that. That's, and, that's my gig. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, so she ends up getting rescued by the person who goes to the house and says, oh, your kid's a wizard, you've known this since she was a baby, and now we have a school for that. And they actually do, like, make a Hogwarts reference oblique. Like, uh, uh, yeah, our kid isn't some magical teen in a book. Uh, which, you know, says, uh, our daughter is not a character of a children's book, Miss Stanton. That's the woman who's trying to take her. Hmm. It's like, and they're like, you can't take our daughter away. And she's like, I'm not taking your kid. But listen, today when she was attacked by a tree, that wasn't a fluke. I like your style. Uh, welcome to Luzer Niemer. Erotic. Outstanding. Or Neem Threer. 
Exclamation point Little Witch for the giveaway. Yes, please type exclamation point Little Witch to enter the giveaway. We need two more people for the giveaway to happen. Then you'll have a one in 10 chance of winning. That's right. But uh, basically it's explained like, you know, this wasn't a one-time gig. There are now bad things in the universe who are very aware of your kid's magical powers, and they will either try to A, corrupt her, or B, kill her, or C, both. She has one defense, and it's learning how to control her powers, and that's with us. So a few weeks later, she gets packed off to boarding school. And, you know, they have the typical, wow, we're getting there magically. I'm not going to spoil it in case you want to read it, but how they get there. There's no train. No train. Uh, the oh. magic school is in New Orleans. The excuse being given, you know, with all the crazy stuff happening on Bourbon Street and all, and all the time anyway, no one's going to notice if someone looks a little weird, wearing strange clothes, walking down the street, kind of swaggering. No one's going to notice. That's so all going to blend in. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, the school is, you know, magically hidden. It's in the, it's in the swamps. And that's just our interest in the character. Um, there's a couple of Asgardian teens. There's a half-fairy girl. Uh, one of the characters is actually an, a female, a young female ice giant. Or is it male? They don't say. But there's a young ice giant who Loki brings in. And like a funny one with the Asgardians, like, oh, we're being attacked by ice giants. Loki's like, that's one of my subjects, boys. How, how dare you? Okay. Is that your first reaction to this attack? She's a student like you are. It's some nice moments. And then right after that, Dormammu's son shows up. What? No, hard stop. And then, of course, this guy, he's like, oh, we're under attack from demons. Yeah. And they start attacking. He's like, ah, oh, okay. That's why he starts fighting back. And then that's when Professor Voodoo breaks it up. And he's like, all right, look, look. Stop. This is a school for everyone. All right. So, uh. No fighting. Don't be stupid. And even Loki's... What's funny is Loki's there at that point. He says, oh, the Lord of the Dark Dimension has a son and he's a student here. Bravo. Great idea. Oh, no way this goes badly. Yeah. Well, the other team says, that's enough. Loki's like, oh, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, I'm pretty sure you're all, oh, look. Look, you're a bit too evil here, Loki. And now this. That's a good point. <laughs> Everyone was all poo-pooing on Loki being there, and then you got this thing. Yeah, then you got Dormammu's kid showing up. It's like, um... God. Fun fact, Dr. Strange used to date Dormammu's niece. That's true! And how'd that work out? Eh, you know, they, they went different ways. Sure. Uh, but after that, there's when they introduced the magical school, the wacky rooms, and the crazy magical goings-on. Uh... More characters are introduced, like there's a character who's from like a nature dimension who looks kind of like a blue version of Man-Thing. Okay. But skinnier, like a teenage, skinny, blue Man-Thing. Lanky, skinny. Yeah, yeah this the, the book is full of some strange humor. It's strange academy, after all. Uh, everyone gets their roommates, and of course, when the, Asgard the more aggressive Asgardian kid gets teamed up with Dormammu, you know. Uh, but they do a pretty, there are a lot of characters that are introduced and show their personalities here. And they do a pretty good job of it. Um, there, the book finishes with, as the teens are all getting together, they're like, hey, if this is the Strange Academy, where's Doctor Strange? I mean, you guys are cool and all. And we appreciate that, you know, Professor Voodoo is one of our main teachers. We appreciate that. You've shown our guest teachers of Damien Hellstrom, Nico Minoru, Scarlet Witch, Magic, and Shaman. That's pretty boss. All right, but yeah, Dr. Strange yeah, it's, is... It's, his name's on the school. Yeah. And, you know, Brother's like... Well, Professor was like, 
yes, that's true, but maybe he's busy, or maybe he's fighting a giant weird demon right here. And then, like, Dr. Strange, like, gates in, fighting this big weird tentacle demon. He's like, oh, hey, yes, it's me. Uh, but uh, won't be here long if I don't have a little assistance. So uh, let's say you have a little fun the first day of school. And everyone's just allowed to open up the destructive magic they want to try and take this thing out. Which, again, is kind of fun, but also shows these kids showing what they know of magic and how they manipulate magic personally. Mm-hmm. Which is actually a pretty neat display. Like, some people actually are better at, like, drawing in energy. Some, like, one kid has, like, clothes that are actually, like, turned into demons that start attacking things. Via, wait, wait, wait. Wait, his clothes turn into demons? Yeah, kind of like, was it Kill a Kill? And then, and then he's naked? No. He has underwear. Oh, they don't leave his body? No, they don't leave his body. Okay, all right. Uh, like, like, his cloak is, like, jumping off to his teeth and trying to eat things. Oh, okay, um, got it, got it. So they beat the big bad, and there's still, like, something, like... And there's, like, Doctor's like, Oh, congratulations, this has been a great opening day, and I hope you all... Like, they're like, there's something still trying to eat you. It's on your shoulder. It's like, oh, yeah, it's, like, blasted. Of course, everybody's covered in goo, because, you know, you want a good goo joke. Mm-hmm. Um... And it ends with Dr. Strange, with uh, Press Free says, all right, you need to give a speech now. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm good at those. I'm, I'm good at encouraging speeches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know some of you are freaking out about how awesome and scary all this is, and uh, some of you are probably thinking you don't need to be here because you're already such badasses already. Either way, soak it all in, have fun, and most of all, try not to die. To which the student body kind of looks at the faces like, ah, ah, and that's where it ends. Sure. Well, some of them right. look like, well, some of them look like, and then, you know, Dormammu's kid is like, yes. <laughs> and there's one like demoness from uh, Limbo who always has a blank expression. She's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Because she always sees death. She sees every into people's souls. She sees their secrets. It's actually a neat character. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure she's fun at parties. Yeah, she's totally depressing, but she knows this. So she Honestly, she doesn't talk about people, you know, like with her roommate, they have a nice moment where she's like, I know your secrets. It's okay. It's like, what? No, I don't have any. It's okay. You can't hide them from me. I see all of them. I see when people die. I know their secrets, but I will never tell. And she's always so looks always looks kind of like neutral face, actually a little sad all the time. And like that shows why she's always kind of sad. She's always seeing these horrible things about people. Yeah. So neat character development, like little snippets they, they're able to give her is really neat. It actually makes you really interested in the next book, which is what you want from something like this. Um, sure. I went into this book honestly expecting to think it was pretty dumb. Um, I yep. wasn't a big fan of Scotty Young's I Hate Fairyland series or anything like that. Um, I like Umberto Ramos's art, and he does a great job with this. I like Elgar, uh, Edgar Delgado's colors. I've liked his other work. Uh, but Scotty Young does a great job introducing a large amount of characters in a short space it makes it interesting. It does not feel like Harry, uh, Harry Potter, us too, you know, 10 years too late. So, but it feels really nice. It's a fun book. And thus, it gets the Garth Unscoffable Gold Stars of four. Four gold stars! Yay! Four out of five. Outstanding. Strange Academy number one, better than I thought it would be. It's a fun book, and if you have any interest in the young hero genre, it is a great book to check out. Unlike four years. Spoiler. Spoiler. Alert. Spoiler. So what are your thoughts on this? Am I wrong? Am I right? I'm right. What are your thoughts on Strange Academy number one? 
Is there a comic book series you'd like me to review? Please let me know. And if you like these reviews, make sure to like and share this video with your comic book friends. It really helps the channel. Subscribe Legion Myth, anime, comics, games. Be a Legionnaire. Yes, Dan Triple Four. I was surprised I liked the book. Dan Four Cube. Garthon's Comic Poll presents Red Sonia, Age of Chaos, number three. Actually, we don't present that. We present Garthon's review of that because yeah, someone else actually yeah, presented technically it. Dynamite Comics yeah. presented Red Sonia, yeah. Age of Chaos. You know what? There, there's something about these Red Sonia covers that I like. I can't put my finger on it, though. I, think, I, think, I, don't, I don't know what it could possibly be. I don't know. It's something instinctive. I can't place it. You know, I just can't place it. Let's be the color palette. Could be. Could All be. right. Redstone Age of Cast number three is written by Eric Burnham. Art by Jonathan Lau. Colors by Andrew Dalhouse. Publication date 18th March 2020. All right. So if you're familiar with Red Sonia, that's good. She is a female warrior from the Hyborian Age, uh, mainly known from Conan the Barbarian. You also might be familiar with her amazing movie from the 1980s. Oh, uh, ouch. It's not a bad film. I like that movie, actually. Uh, it's a good film. No, it's not bad. Don't say it's good. I, I would. It's not bad. It's, a, it's, it's if you it's like barbarian bad. films, you know, that's where that's good. OK, two and uh, a half stars. Easy. But this is a this book also is Red Sonia and the characters from Chaos Comics, you know, Evil Ernie characters like that. Falcon's Lantern liked that movie. See? Good job, Falcon's Liner. You didn't like that movie, Heathen Dog? No, like I said, two and a half stars. See, I gave it at least three. At least three. If given the choice between watching Red Sonia or Conan the Barbarian, I'd probably go Red Sonia because Conan the Barbarian honestly drags a little. It really does. It really does. Oh, yeah, I know. See, look, it's like, how could you say that? Conan the Barbarian drags. It could that, be a much like better film. That's like someone saying uh, episode four is worse than than say episode one because episode four is older. No, no, that's a ridiculous statement. That's it's been said. It has been, but that's not a that's yeah. still a bad statement. But the I if you said that uh, episode one was better than episode four, well, you're wrong. But if you said it's because episode four moves really slowly and episode one doesn't, I'd be like, well, no, episode one was really dang slow, too. How long did they spend walking around looking for parts for a freaking ship? And you had to do a pu No, that's not a good All comparison. Right. Right. Anyway, okay. speaking about this comic book. So, uh, setup so far has been. What I got to talk about long setup, but. Let it be said that a bunch of people from modern times were sent back into the Hyborian Age where Red Sonia has just gotten done sending Cooling Gath, the great powerful evil sorcerer necromancer's amulet, to the bottom of the ocean after she has killed Cooling Gath. His amulet ended up in the future. A bunch of people fought over it because they were told it would give them power or help them. And it ended up, throughout the conflict, destroying time. So everyone who's at the epicenter of the blast of the amulet when it got shot all went back in time to the Hyborian Age. The At this point, the peep the a demon shows up and is like, hey, 
Sonia, let me tell you what. Uh, the future just got destroyed, and it's because you got rid of Cooling Gas Amulet, and the only way to fix it is to bring back Cooling Gas. Pass. <laughs> That's pretty much the setup. Uh, also, um, also, she's encountered one of the characters from Chaos Comics for the future, uh, Chast Charity, I think it's Charity, who is a half-vampire. But this team is like, all right, tell you what, I'll be helping you out because... If the world is destroyed, well, one, that's bad because I keep my stuff. Two, it means that this other demoness wins. And I can't stand that. I'm a powerful, immortal creature. I can just go back to hell and live there happily. I'm fine. I'm, I'm a queen there. It's all good. But if everyone dies and I didn't cause it, I lose. And I can't stand that. So I have to make sure this other demon loses. So I win. All right. Which, as demon logic goes, isn't bad. Sure. Uh, the opening pages you see here, she... Uh, they had thrown a knife in her eye. Last thing, like, ah, oh, demon! And she was like, whatever. And this, she's just pulling it out, like, whatever. Blood spurting out, whatever. I'm a demon, so I don't care. And so she says, okay, so here's how it is. You threw the animal to the bottom of the ocean. I'm not allowed to get it, because that breaks the rules. There are rules. But I could allow you, you to get it. That's okay with the rules. But there's a price you got to pay. So I'm going to open this, this Hellfire portal. And if you're willing to reach into it, you can reach in, grab the amp from the bottom of the ocean, pull it back out. But I'll let you know it's a Hellfire portal. And so the more naughty you are, the more it's going to hurt. So if you're like a pure soul, it's not going to hurt you at all. Because the flames of hell won't hurt you. But you smell like death. You've murdered a lot of people. Some who deserved it, word, but... and some who hasn't. So, uh, good luck with that. Uh, she reaches through, and it uh, dang near kills her. And then she says, like, wow, that hurt you worse than I thought it would. You really are a bad girl. Uh, and then she's like, oh, and she's like, well, since you're a champion, I can't have you all weak and stuff. So, uh, once she pulls out the aim of her arm, she's all desiccated and burned to a cinder. It's like, all right, I'll heal your arm. I'm allowed to do that. So your arm's healed. Now, that half vampire who's next to you, you hate vampires, slap the necklace on her, and uh, it'll bring back cooling gath, and uh, we'll fix time, and then you can deal with your normal cooling gath problem. I don't care. But Sony refuses because Charity has, isn't evil. Charity helped fight the bad vampires. She's only half vampires. She can't control that. It wasn't her fault mm -hmm. to be born a half vampire. Sure. And she'd rather find another way. And the demoness is like, oh, well, screw you then. Fine. Fine. Whatever. Whatever. Just freaking find someone. I don't care. That's what you gotta do. Uh, in the meantime, evil Ernie is transferred back to Hyborian age, but he's on the other side of the world. And he ends up finding a bunch of like desert nomads who are dead who died fighting a small dragon and when he tries to use his match of brain he's like you know what I need some backup of this place one of his powers is he could like make zombies so he's gonna like raise all of the vikings but he finds it's just beyond his power and so he figures out that magic is way weird in this place compared to where he's from and that's actually beyond him now his magic isn't that strong hmm. but he could raise the singular dragon and ride it around. So he does. So he has a zombie dragon he's now flying around on. 
Okay, great. Yeah. I'll t- I'll take that trade yeah. all day. So that's yeah. where Ev- that's where Evil Ernie ends up. Evil uh, Ernie. That's his name, Evil Ernie. Really? Yes. All right. It, Evil Ernie is is a character very much in the original Mask vein, where he's evil but wacky. Mm. Uh, okay. Very much in that that vein. Uh, indie book uh, from that same period. Uh, meanwhile, in another part of uh, up up in the northern lands, uh, another one of the characters who is pushed back in time, who is another demon, is fighting a whole bunch of ice vikings, and so they're like, "Stop, demon! We will kill you!" And she he's, she's like, "Yeah, whatever." So she murders all of them, and then she is taunted by the original demon who set up the whole shoot the amulet problem that broke time. And she starts convincing the other demon, this future demoness that, hey, you know what? Time's breaking and you, you know, you're not doing anything about it. You're all weak now. And, you know, if you uh, you actually want to survive, you're going to need to track down the amulet. You know, you can, I know you can feel it because you got that kind of magic voodoo. So you got to go find it and uh, you need to hop to it and do that or uh, you're going to die because your power's just going to get weaker. Let's grab the amulet. And she's oh, like, she is really trying to rig this game, isn't she? She really is. Yeah. And uh, so eventually, I don't remember her name, ended up leaving, chasing out the amulet. Basically, there's, the rest of the book is setting up everyone else. Um, eventually, it goes to Jade, who is in Katai, part of the, uh, and she's an evil Chinese vampire. And she is ruled basically since she showed up and after a few days, she now rules Katai. She's murdered everyone in her way. She's shown she's extremely powerful. And all the Katai people are like, wow, she's like a evil snake loving vampire lady. We're all down with her that she's, yeah, she's boss and she can murder anyone who tries to uh, say otherwise. So yeah. And when the demoness who broke time shows up to try and get her off her butt to do something and like, Hey, these other people are trying to fix you need to go, uh, like, stop them or something. She's like, I'm the queen of Katai now. They caught Katai, but their blood is Chinese. These are my people. And I'm going to rule them. And I'm going to lead them to a golden age before their time. I know all the technology and all the secrets of the future. And they're undyingly loyal to me. We're going to rule the world. So I don't need your stupid ambulance. I don't care. Bye-bye now. Piss off. And she's like, no, 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 no. Tell you, tell you, tell you, tell you. But, uh, but, but if you don't, if you don't get it, you know, if you don't get it, Red Sonia and this half vampire chick are going to get it and they're going to fix everything and you'll be sent back to your normal time and none of this will have mattered. So you're going to have to stop them. Or your dreams of Super China aren't going to happen. But I want Super China. And she's like, oh, man, but I want Super China. Damn it. All right, fine, fine. I'll go do that. And so she ends off going off to stop the good half-vampire and Rosonia from using the evil amulet to bring back the Decromancer to fix time. As plots go, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
With books like this, it is a miniseries where they're combining two properties together. The key should never be on how much sense does this plot make? Or what is the overall goal? The plot should be, wow, that was really cool to see that happen. Like when they had uh, Marvel versus DC. You, it didn't make super sense. It didn't make a lot of sense. Don't get too hung up on why the Game Master is willing to take this insane gamble. Don't, don't do it that. Don't get hung up on why is he bringing these people together. No, no. Think about, wow, that was really cool when Batman met Captain America. And they fought for a bit. And then they ended up like stopping the fight before anyone won and respect each other as equals. That was cool. Of course, Batman acknowledges Captain America would have won. Um, which was cool. But Captain America also acknowledges that Batman, you know, is, you know, you know, much smarter than he is, which Batman is. Yeah. Um, so that's not the goal here. The goal here is to take characters from these properties, if you like them both, and mash them together and watch them fight for the thinnest of reasons and enjoy the carnage. And in that, this book wins in spades. It, the art is fun to look at. The covers are fun. The writing and dialogue is fun. But like a, you know, like getting candy candy from the fair, it's nice. Don't think too hard about what you're eating and don't expect it to be filling. Because that's what it is. This is a cotton candy comic book. It needs to be treated as such. And it does everything it needs to do. Uh, I do appreciate that they set up an insane premise to get everyone back in the past instead of bringing Red Sonia forward because that's always what you do. Oh, look, Red Sonia's on the present. What will she do? Well, the same thing she's always done. I mean, for God's sake, she has a New York driver's license now. I'm sure she carries it with her. Um, so the, the policy of the title will come the ca cover chaos, exactly. So it's nice to see all the people brought back to Hyperborea and watching these crazy evil magic people from the future or present for us deal with the past. That's been more interesting. Good choices there. It's fun for what it is. I will give it a three stars because I really like it. Not love it, but it's for what they're trying to do. It works great. If you're into Red Sonia, you're into chaos. You're going to be in heaven. If you're not, you're going to be wondering why are they even doing this? That doesn't make sense. The shooting an ambulance makes time break. Screw you with your logic. You know, enjoy the ride. You know, when you're riding on Space Mountain, you don't complain that, you know what, we shouldn't be able to breathe when we're on this ride if we're really in space. And why is space in a mountain? No, grab hold of the freaking ride and go, wee! And that's what this is. Yeah, I put it in Space Mountain. Good thing. Hey, you know what? That is a good life lesson right there. <laughs> that's right. What are your thoughts? What do you think of this thing? What are your thoughts on Red Sonia, Age of Chaos number three? Is there a book or series you would like me to review? Please let me know. If you like these reviews, please like and share it with your friends. It really helps the channel and you. Because ultimately it'll help you because you will see something you want to see. A review you want. And as there are more people, more things will happen. Subscribe to Legion of Myth for anime, comics, and games. And be a Legionnaire. Mystery the Dog, how many people do we have in the giveaway? Right now we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No! We need one more person. One more person to type in exclamation point, little witch. And we can give away this game. One more person. That's all we need. One of you. One of you beautiful, beautiful people out there. Sam, please. 
Exclamation point number one. Think of the children. Won't someone think of the children? Think of the children. The oh little God. witches. It would have been better if we could give away a Little Witch Academy right before Strange Academy. That would be, yeah. Uh, I don't Baldahar know. No, Baldahar is not in, but Baldahar is also not watching. A lot of our regulars aren't here right now. That's okay. That's a lot That's of the true. market. My fault, my, my fault isn't here either. Yeah. Which yeah. is sad because she, she could put it over the edge. She could, but she's not here. Sauce Mouse, Sauce Mouse could do it. Many people could. Sauce Mouse. But they're not here. He's not here either. Damn it, man. Yeah. That's all right. All right. Blame Baldahar. All right, says Duncan. I'm in. Done. Done. Blame Baldahar. Sold. Sold. I'm sold. All right. It is Garthon's comic poll. Today, at Garthon's comic poll is Spider-Woman number one. That is the fourth Spider-Woman number one I can think of off the top of my head. I'm sure there's probably about five. All right. Written, I like the cover. Yeah, nice cover. Written by Carlo Pacheco. Art by Pere Perez. Colors by Frank Darmada. Publication date, the 18th of March, 2020. Spider-Man gets a new book, new action, new drama, new creative staff, because God knows she needed one. Her last mm. series was hot garbage from the issue one, and it just got worse. Every issue got worse. This one, let's see how this is. Let's talk about that. Uh, starts out really strong. The art is fun to look at. It's nice. Does a great job with the character. I don't like Spider-Woman's new costume, but they do give a reason for it in the book. Okay. Uh, they the have a lantern on it. Yeah. They have a little lantern on it. Uh, okay. The book does a series of flashbacks. Uh, it's essentially starts with Spider-Woman in her new costume on a yacht, acting as super security for a rich teenager's birthday party. I'm on a boat. I got a mother effing boat. Exactly. Okay. And it's a superhero theme party. So a lot of people on the boat don't even know she's the real Jessica Drew Spider-Woman. And one person even comments like, I don't think your costume's right. As, you know, you're going, but like, because this person's like, is that a Spider-Man costume? Yes. I don't like it. She's like, thanks. Keep moving, kid. <laughs> Which, you know, is a, are, kind of the artist way of you know, telling everyone, you know, a lot of people are going to like this costume. Like me. I don't like that costume. Uh, but the reason they actually give for it later is after everything that's gone down with her personal life and the events of empire that come with everything. She is basically broke. She has no money. She has no job. She's not an Avenger. She has none of that. She has a kid. She has a boyfriend who's like, take care of the kid. She needs money. And her boyfriend's like, Hey, why don't you just restart your investigative agency? She's like, yeah, I never made a dime off that. I'm not a good investigator. I, I've never really made money on that like oh well what about security you did that i mean you worked for shield you worked for all these organizations you could you've worked as security privately you could do that it's like yeah i guess but she agrees to do it but refuses to do it in her superhero costume Makes because sense. she doesn't want to because when she was doing like security and things like that she was usually in civilian clothes she would not do it in her spider woman costume that's only for like superheroing, superheroing, altruistic, not taking money for it work. It's like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I still want a costume. 
So I want the protection that, you know, a super suit gives, but, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. So I, I like that excuse given about why she went out and got a new costume made. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, the, the scene I was, I was talking about, the thing, is like on the second page, like, who are you supposed to be? Says a girl in a original Spider-Woman costume from, like, the original originals that didn't let her hair show or anything. Sure. Like, I'm Spider-Woman. Yeah, huh, that's a terrible Spider-Woman costume. But anyway. They, the girl uh, who's getting the birthday party on the boat, uh, Rebecca, it looks like she was recently injured or has, she's in a wheelchair. She can't use her legs. And you get the very definite impression that this is a recent occurrence um, because the big present her father gives her for her 16th birthday is her own new car. It's like a super fancy Mercedes or something. And she's like, it's not adapted, Dad. I can't drive this. He's like, no. It's like, I know, baby. I know. But, but you know, I'm not going to give a hope yet. I know there's, there's a doctor I've been talking to. And you see, tell she's frustrated, like, as if they've had the conversation before. Like, she's not getting better. She's accepted this. She's in a wheelchair. And the super rich father's like, no, no, we can, we can still fix you. So I actually like that. Um, but all of a sudden, some of the sailors who are running the yacht, you know, start pulling out guns. Like, all right, everyone down below. Because they're obviously this is a boat robbery. Yeah, they're well. They're trying to kidnap the girl to hold her ransom later because she, the dad, is worth billions. Mm. Uh, Spider Man jumps into action, beats the crap out of those guys pretty quick. Um, so there's some, actually some really fun fight scenes that go on there. Uh, she tells people it's like, does this yacht have a safe room? I mean, it freaking has everything else. Has a bowling alley. You got a safe room, right? And they're like, uh, yeah, I could take them down below right now. That's where the ponies are. It's like the, the, the what the pony rides like just just go um and while they're getting down there this one kid in a deadpool costume uh is like i knew i should have come to the stupid cripple's birthday party my parents are gonna sue all of you jessica drew looks down at him you know how to swim kid so pff, listen bitch i'm the junior captain of this the diving team at my school and then she throws him overboard there you go that's a yes <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I think yeah, just just throw, just toss him, but casually toss him overboard. Yeah, she does have super strength, not Spider-Man level, but she does have it. And then she throws him a you know a life preserver. It's like, look, and if you're gonna wear that costume, you really should look a, look into a dance belt. All right, I found that line funny. That basically means that he's probably not wearing underwear under his costume, so you could definitely see his. His uh, wedding tackle. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. All right. Which is a common complaint to dudes at cons showing up in especially Deadpool costumes. And they're not wearing proper like a dance belt, which lifts and supports and, you know, makes a nice shapely bulge in your crotch. You can and see that line. You yeah, could yeah. definitely see what they're packing and you never want to. And it's really annoying for like artists and stuff at cons when these guys are walking up. Hey, I like your work. And they're at eye level for the person sitting at the desk like dance belt or a dance belt um anyway so i found the line funny okay. uh so jessica with everyone in the safe room jessica ends up like smacking around all the other sailors so like screw this screw this i'm not doing this anymore uh she's beats the crap out of most of them. one of the likes tries to jump into the escape boat they have to which jessica starts up the car that's being given away drives it off the deck and into the escape boat 
Oh, bravo. Bravo. That is a that is a, a Bruce Willis move right there. It is. She you know jumps and glides back onto the yacht. And they're like, is everything safe? As you know, the people start coming out because they, you know, they saw the explosion. The sailors are all down. They saw the cameras. Uh, I like this scene. You can see them coming upstairs. And the girl who's in the wheelchair is now riding on a pony. I like that touch. Like they mentioned, that's where the pony rides are. She comes up on a pony because hard to get a wheelchair upstairs. You know? So I like that. It was a nice touch. And it's like, is, do they have everything, Jessica? He's like, yeah, I think I... what. And then like the helicopter comes overhead. And she's like... And the kids like, oh my god, did your dad hire Beyonce? And then you know these the doors open up and the heli on the military helicopter's like, get face down the deck and no one dies. She's like, how did people are gonna kidnap your daughter? <laughs> um, so they start holding guns, you know, at the kids, and Jessica's standing near the edge of the ship, and she just kind of falls off the edge, right? Just kind of Hands up, just kind of falls backwards off the boat. Sure. Um, they're like, oh my god, what happens? Like, is she running? What's going on? The girl whose party is like, no, stop. I'll, I'll go with you. So hurt anyone. Like, no, don't. And like the guy's just dragging, like, oh, it's just dragging her to the the to the rope from the helicopter. She's like, all right, now shoot me with the rope. She's like, I'm paralyzed, you idiot. Maybe she's a little research before you do these kidnappings. Uh, well, maybe because like. Hold on to my back or something. Uh, um, at which case, Jessica's out in the water. Jessica drew spiders in the water. And sees Deadpool still floating. He's like, like we're, it's like you doing okay over there, Deadpool? Huh, I'm going to die. You're not going to die. You're going to be fine. Oh, what would you know about it? You stupid. You, you're just a stupid girl. Like, are you kidding me? Little. And then she drags the anchor out of the water. A girl, huh? What do you think of this? As she throws the anchor up over the tail of the helicopter and pulls it into the water. Okay. All right. Which is an awesome scene. That, Just absolutely amazing. Meanwhile, that the, seems it seems too strong for her power level. But no, okay. she can throw an anchor because you got to remember once the anchors around the tail of the helicopter, the helicopter's gonna hit the water. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 But and she's not easily bottom. doing it. She that's oh, okay. that's All within right. her power level. Especially because her power level has changed over the years. Uh, the last time she got her powers back, her strength and everything was boosted quite a bit. Okay. Uh, but what's funny is like all this left is like the leader who was like trying to get the girl up the rope is now mm -hmm. on the deck, looking at the sea all like my, on helicopter, and then you see Jessica do throwing Deadpool boy, <laughs> life preserver intact, throws him at the terrorist. Like, and if I hear you make one more stupid crack, cripple or woman crack again, I'm tearing you. I am tossing you by the balls, which is not, she doesn't, doesn't say balls, like bleeps it out. And the kid's like, ah, as he's thrown to the terrorist. So at least he's out of the water. Yeah. And she goes, okay, now let's go for a little talk. Pepe, like kidnapper. As she grabs the chain. That goes to the to the anchor wrapped around the helicopter. It's like now, now, Mister Fancy Schmancy Fancy, the freaking helicopter. No, please don't hurt me. And and he's like, oh, she's like, oh yeah, yeah. Screw your helicopter. And then she puts her uh, bioelectric bolts through the anchor chain directly into the helicopter, which causes the gas fuel tank to explode. Okay. He's like, no, oh, bye, bye. 
Um, she just killed a bunch of people, right? No, they all got away. They all sweat. You can see them oh, like okay. swimming out. Um, she saves her, but the whole time she's like been complaining. Everyone says she has to have this killer headache that she doesn't feel good. Something's not right. And after they after this, they're like, "Oh, you saved my daughter. Thank you so much." It's like, like you don't look so good. It's like I haven't been feeling. And then she starts like puking everywhere. Hmm. And her it looks like her vomit is uh, like eating into the deck of the ship. That's not great. Oh, it is not. And she's got like, kind of like laying on the ground, like, oh my God, get her a doctor. She's like, no, I, I need a nurse. And the teaser for the next book is that uh, she's going to be with the night nurse. Mm. Um, so yeah. As issue ones go, this one is really good. It's full of action. It introduces you to the current state of the character. It makes you want to see what happens next. It makes her look like a badass. Um, but also showing that she is vulnerable. Yeah, and it seems like it has a bunch of clever parts, too. Yes, a lot of clever, right, little funny moments. Um, when it makes its little statements, like through the idiot jerk Deadpool kid, it doesn't really hit you over the head with it, like, these are bad people, they should feel bad. That's highly implied, because that kid is a jerk, but you can actually see some little jerk kid being that way. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I agree with throwing a 12-year-old at a terrorist, necessarily, but you get the impression that Jessica Drew has had a frick enough with everyone at that point, and she's not feeling good, and she's just freaking miserable to be there in the first place. So it's understandable. Um, there's actually a... The back of the book, there's a short story, which basically explains that she has the, the whole how she got a costume, that she has no money, that's why she wears a dark costume. And it ends with the tailor, this woman who specializes in making uh, superhero costumes, like, after Jessica Drew leaves with her new costume, uh, she's like, she phones a mysterious benefit person who uh, is sitting in their, like, their, their uh, Dr. Evil throne, you know, watching all their video screens. And basically say, hey, 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 yeah, look. Like, hope you're planning on reimbursing me. I mean, who really knows when she'll be able to pay me back for that costume I made. And the person on the screen is like, oh, you'll be well compensated. Don't worry. Uh, perhaps an exchange? I mean, do you have any more of this material? It's amazing. It's like, oh no. That material was made for one person, and now she has it. As you can see, that he's now able to track Spider-Woman, read her vitals, her power levels, and everything. So... I like how there's also that little mystery at the end like oh no someone is after her so that that could be dumb or it could be awesome we'll see how it turns out but that also might be why she's feeling sick because the costume is doing something to her who knows so a uh, lot of fun a lot of fun good book i like where it's going i like the art i like the covers i like the writing uh it's not a perfect book but it is so much better i was i was expecting so much worse than this uh i'm actually gonna give it four and a half stars for issue one, it does everything right. It introduces you to the character. It makes you like the character. It makes you think the character's a badass. It makes you want to see more of it. it. Sets up a situation for the future. It does everything right for an issue one. Carl Pacheco, Perry Perez, Frank Tarmada did everything right in this book. Not perfect, though. There's, uh, I want to see like a little more. But I don't know what I... Just something to me was missing to make it a five-star book. Four and a half stars. Damn good book. Very excited for it. Spider-Woman, number one. Ravenslayer is asking, is that Jessica Drew? 
yes, it is Jessica Drew. It is Jessica Drew Spider-Woman. And yes, she still has a kid. And yes, I still think that's ter a terrible storyline that should have been forgotten. Oh, That whole series was bad. And all they had to do was say, oh, wait, that's not the real Jessica Drew. I'm the real Jessica Drew. Factory Edge of Spider-Verse, the evil me that was introduced, took my place and left me in her world to pay for her crimes. That's all they had to do. But someone decided they really liked the terrible stuff that happened in the previous Spider-Man series that caused it to be canceled so quickly and get critically panned. Just anyway. What is this segment? What are your thoughts on the new Spider-Woman number one? Is there a comic book series you'd like to review? Please let me know. Be sure to like or share this video with your comic book friends. It really does help the channel and encourages me as a person to feel valued. And we all just want to be valued, don't we? Subscribe to Legion of Myth for anime, comics, and games. Be a Legionnaire. Don't forget, we have our giveaway right now. Raven's Lair has pushed us over the top. We are now at enough people to where we can roll it. But... Right now we have 19 people watching. So if anyone wants to get in on this free game, free Steam game from Humble Bundle, type in exclamation point little witch and you too could roll on this beautiful, beautiful game. Yes, yes. Uh, we have 10, so we're going to do it pretty soon. Uh, yeah, we are gonna do, yeah, 30 seconds, basically. You got 30 seconds from now. Um, our Hawkman, so. I don't know if Jessica Drew is still a creation of the High Evolutionary. Her background's been so screwed with. Maybe she is. I don't know. Kind of like I think that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are Magneto's kids again, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. 10 seconds. Ah, the quills for 20 is in. Yep. But even Jessica Drew's comment, her backstory is all messed up. There was actually, I forget all which right. issue, there was an issue where she complained her backstory is so messed up, even she can't remember it. Fair enough. All right, we're going to close the giveaway. And now we are going to pick a winner. Who do you think it's going to be? Is it going to be a new person? Jojo for real? Mick Wallace, maybe? Nemer? I think it's going to be Sherris. You think it's going to be Sherris? Okay. Which, which guarantees him to lose. Oh. Because my, my choice is always wrong. But, okay, well, let's find out. Survey says... Nemer! Oh, Nemer, <laughs> you've won! You Congratulations! Nemer, go ahead and whisper to either Legion of Myth in chat or Heathen Dog in chat, and I will I will message you back uh, your link to claim this Humble Bundle prize. Yes, yes, Humble Bundle, very good. Yeah, and yeah, uh, Bar Hawkman, are you probably if you're confuzzled over the Jessica Drew uh, history, everyone is. You gotta kind of gotta go to the Wikipedia and read it because it's it's really messed up. She's had so many rewrites at this point. No one. Nobody no one. knows. But congratulations to Nemer for winning. Or maybe it's Neem Threer. I'm just going to go with Nemer. Nemer sounds. Congrats. Neodymium Knight, you are too late by like a minute. I'm sorry to tell you. Sorry. You have missed out on the giveaway, Neodymium Knight. I'm sorry. I like your name. I do. Of Miss Al, I'm sad to say, on the giveaway. It's now time for the RNG segment with Legion of Myth, where we talk random things currently happening. Make sure if you like this random neighborhood content, make sure to like and subscribe and share. RNG. That's the RNG theme song. I just made it up. Oh, good job. Pretty good.
Alright, today we're going to talk about Marvel's new New Warriors have problems. Big <laughs> problems. So that's, a, that's, that's a way to go. Yeah. Alright, let's talk about this. So the setup for Marvel's new current New Warrior series is all heroes under the F21 must now be mentored by experienced supers to ensure they're heroing correctly. Uh, there is an event coming up where a teenage hero screws things up, someone gets hurt or dies, and after that, all superheroes under 21 must be registered and have a mentor or they're illegal. Wow, that sounds really, really close to Civil War, doesn't it? Sounds almost exactly like the original Marvel Civil War in the comic books. And oddly enough, it also centers this around, in this case, the New Warriors, who caused the original Civil War in the comic books, sure. not the movie, but the comic. Well, book. I thought I thought it was just Speedball. Uh, no, it was oh. the entire of the New Warriors who had a reality TV show which would follow them around as they were doing superhero stuff, and it wasn't Speedball; it was a whole team who decided to attack a supervillain called Nitro, who has the power to explode, and they mm. decided to engage him while he was by a school, an elementary school. And Nitro is psychotic. And when they attacked him, oh, that's how you want to do it? And he went full exploso on him. Almost killed the New Warriors and killed everyone in that school. Yeah. It was bad. It was very bad. So that's what caused the whole Civil War thing in the comic book. It was the New Warriors' fault. Well, it was Nitro's fault for killing everyone. But the New Warriors... Should they were have, arrogant little punks. They were yeah. arrogant little punks who were trying to like get views on television. They were trying to get ratings. When they should have... Been trying to help people. Been trying to help them. people. Yeah. Uh, waited until he was not around a populated area or tried to figure out a way to move him from a populated area. But they were still like, oh yeah, we're cool. Watch this on TV. We're going to take down this villain. And they'll be like, um, he's fought Hulk to a standstill. Maybe not something we should mess with, but they wouldn't anyway. It was a writer's fault for it riding that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, back to this. Uh, a new group of heroes with attitude for our times is assigned to a previous group of heroes with attitude for their time. Thus, the old new warriors are mentoring the new new warriors. As a setup, it works. The idea of creating a young team of heroes to capture the current zeitgeist is well, this worked before. However, success of such a book is always short-lived. Any book that, by design, attempts to embody a moment indelibly ties itself to that moment and becomes unappealing once that moment has passed. Like the original New Warriors. Right. I mean, you by, by doing that, you immediately date yourself. Whereas I said, it's you because you got the original. Even so, this fleeting appeal is dependent upon the characters being beloved in their time. And this is where the new New Warriors falls very, very flat. The creators of the New Warriors, the new New Warriors, Daniel Kibblesmith and Luciano Vecchio, seem to be more intent on nose-tweaking and virtue-signaling than creating a good comic book. The characters they've created are offensive not only to right-wing comicsgate types, but also to the woke left-wingers they're trying to impress. Uh, da Daniel Kibblesmith has extensive writing credits, especially, most notably, as one of the main writers for The Stephen Colbert Show. So that's where he's coming from. Okay, uh, let's, I get it. Let's take a look at these new and exciting heroes for our times. Screen time. 
was exposed to an experimental internet gas by his oh, grandfather. So he's really? always yes, yes. That is a 1960s plot point for an origin story. Yes, it is. God damn it. Uh, so he combines the the poorly executed idea of reclaiming a word with negative connotations, screen time, with all the powers of an eight-year-old with a cell phone. Because he could look up anything on Google anytime he wants. Awesome. Wow. Uh, his character design is pretty interesting, though. I kind of like that, even though it does look like a reject for a Ben 10 screen test. It does. He's got the same coloring. Yeah, same coloring, general design. Yep. Just put a 10 in the center. Yep. And when your character ego symbol is a Wi-Fi symbol, but slightly modifies, so you don't have to pay royalties to the Wi-Fi organization. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, B. Good job. Negative. Is a teen vampire with powers from an experimental blood transfusion from Morbius to cure a worse condition, presumably. He has an obsession with the 90s 2000 and rocks a pop goth look. Uh, his defining quote in the preview materials is, Life is a vampire. And so am I. Um, his character design, I think, is kind of fun, but nothing exciting. The idea of combining a rare blood type with uh, a more internet commentary, like everyone is so negative, don't be negative, is a little much. A little much? I mean, ju just the whole, uh, the whole song reference and his little blurb is ridiculous. Well, from there it just gets better. Ugh. Trailblazer. Trailblazer is an attempt to project positive body issues, but someone who's constantly living the life of a super, what a life of constant activity and panic, could not have this kind of body type and survive. Also, this design goes beyond a healthy, normal body, someone who's like a little thick, into obese territory, promoting unhealthy lifestyles rather than a positive image. And that's yeah. not a win on any level. No, no, I mean, we, we learned in, uh, in Zombieland that the first people to go were the ones who didn't have cardio, and she does not have proper cardio. Nope. Um, also, I didn't write this part of Her character design appears to be uh, Hispanic or Native American in origin, and either one of those, the name Trailblazer could be seen as offensive, as someone of Native American origin can see the name Trailblazer and honestly think Trail of Tears. Yeah. Where Indians were sent out to die by the evil bastard Andrew Jackson, who is the worst president America has ever had. Um, he was a little insane, sure. He was a psychogenic murderer, yeah. Psychopathic yeah. murderer, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that. You can, you can. I mean, um, did, didn't he almost beat someone to death with a cane? No, he did do that. Oh, he did? Okay. <laughs> he was in multiple duels. Um, yeah. A better name would have been Pathfinder, says Raven Slayer. Yeah, I go with that. Yep. Um, her power is a magic backpack that can pull out random useful items and has infinite space. Who claims to get her powers from God, but not the God you're thinking. So That, that is a worthless statement. So basically she combines all the power and might of Presto from the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon with yep. the attitude of someone who just thinks they're better than you because they don't like organized religion. Right. Uh, and her, her BMI is just crazy. I mean, that there, you see what they're trying they to do. It doesn't work. No, no, that she is, she is, she, she, she's not anywhere near a normal body type. She's just fat. That's just it. I mean, yeah, there, yeah. there is no way around that. All right. Safe space. Safe Space is a jock-type guy who has decided to subvert expectations and show he's tough by wearing pink everything. How subversive. 
and can create pink force fields for others, but not himself, to make safe spaces. In a growing and continuing trend in this series, his name attempts to clumsily take back a negative turn and use as a strength, to own it. He reeks of trying too hard, as does every character on this roster. The character design is also you know terrible. Uh, ac actually, hearing that, it makes me think of, of Clerks 2. You remember when the when the when the when the character in Clerks Two tried to take back Porch Monkey? Mm -hmm. That's exactly that? what this is. Yeah, it's 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 pretty much like he he wore a he wore a shirt that says Porch Monkey for Life. He's trying to take it back to to make it not uh, offensive anymore. The very first black person that saw this tried to kill him. Yeah, yeah, of course, and because it's what wildly offensive. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. Um, you can't take it back. You can't. And also with this, it's trying too hard that, look, I'm a tough jock character, but I wear pink to show I'm sensitive. It's like, have a wear a different color, because that's just so freaking obvious and in your face. And he makes pink force fields, for gosh sake. Um, he and Snowflake are twins. They have a psychic bond that's so strong, it's described as psychic-er. That is literally from the Presbyterian. They have a psychic-er bond. Yep, yep. Yep. Speaking of Snowflake, Snowflake is non-binary and uses they, them as their favorite pronoun. I know this because Marvel feels the need to blast this everywhere to show how accepting and welcoming they are. They, they, see, I'm helping, uh, can are. create ice shuriken, showing that rather than being weak and delicate, Snowflakes are strong and powerful and not weak. This is the most egregious example of taking back a term in the whole terrible list. Yeah, yeah. You thought Safe Space was bad. The character design is, of both Snowflake and Safe Space is very weak. Very weak. Not only do they seem to be made after a random Fortnite session. Uh, super bright colors. They're interesting. They're bright. You could pick them off a page. But they look like they should be running around, you know, trying to, you know, get in the top 100 positions. Yeah, they, there's absolutely no nuance here at all. Right. None. No nuance. Everything's in your face. None. These people were yes. made to annoy one group and to please another. The whole book is an exercise in trying to display how hip, connected, accepting the woke creators are and having the whole thing backfire spectacularly. The characters feel more like parodies, creative people trying to insult the culture rather than an attempt to create role models. Marvel's also heavily hedging here, as it's only a five-issue limited series. There had to be someone in the room with the sense to know the series has no longevity is going to get serious backlash and the people who it's focused at aren't going to buy it either. If you start going out looking at other internet sites, reviews from people of color, people in the LGBTQ community, they stare at this with their jaws open and say, I cannot believe Marvel is doing this. Two white cis males are writing this book like idiot teenagers trying to show how woke and in touch and how much they love, and they can't believe what they're reading. It's offensive to the people it's trying to show that they care about. And, this and, is an example. Hang on. This, this is an example of, of a company relying on Twitter for, it, for its business ideas. And that is never a good idea. Blue check marks don't buy comic books, people. They don't. They talk about comic books. Even if they like it, they're not going to buy it. And they're not going to influence anyone to buy it. But the thing is, Here's what, here's what businesses sometimes don't understand. They're also not going to influence anyone to not buy it. They yep. can't. They, they're a completely different community. 
than comic book buyers. Why people pander to them, I don't have any idea. Twitter is 1% of the, of the population that won't buy your products no matter what. Stop pandering to them. Yep. And seriously, Snowflake and Safe Space are way Awful too close. Well, no. Let me finish. Are way too close to every single promo picture of them. Oh, like, yeah, creepy close for a brother and sister who is not a sister. They are way, way too close in every image of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little creepy. It's a lot yeah, creepy. Um, so I think that's my last. So the new warriors is a statement book loved neither by those who was meant to embrace or enrage. The major publishers sell fewer comics every year. This type of desperate pandering stands as a testament as to why. Yeah. And it's, it also stands as a testament to why starting in what 2017, the, the comics retailers were basically revolting. Because to, to get good comics, the ones that sell, the, the, the companies, both Marvel and DC, were making them buy trash like this. Right. To get, um, them, to get them to get the good stuff. Because I was talking, telling you that earlier, I spoke with comic book store owners. And there would be something that there would be a highly desired, like, variant cover for, like, let's say Batman. Like, it's on a special issue, has a special variant cover. But to get it, you had to buy 50 issues of a different book. Not that a Batman garbage. book, a completely unrelated book that they're trying to push. And so to inflate the numbers of this other statement book, they'd have to buy 50 to get the special cover for the Batman book that they could put in their store and sell for $500 or, you know, however much. Usually not even that hoping. much. Usually it'd be like $100. So they're not even yeah. making any money. But hoping, hoping beyond hope to actually make a dollar. Yeah. But they don't. Battle of Far says Snowflake is Max and Safe Space is Heathen Dog. That's just mean. Bravely says when he's a Baldahar, comic store owner. Guess what, Baldahar? Missed the giveaway. Uh, Rare says when I was a comic store out. owner, I would not have ordered this crap in my store. Yeah, and a lot of them are refusing to order it. They are, because it's not a good book. Or they're ordered like two. Let's see what happens. No one's coming and asking. I've asked comic store owners, like, has anyone asked for this book? And the answer is no. I've asked three stores, and no one has asked for this book. Um, but that's why they make people uh, like the store owners I've talked to. There's one of them who's completely gotten out of the whole ordering extra books for variant covers game because you at best break even. Because the reason they make you buy extras of an unrelated book to get the special cover they know someone's going to pay extra for is because they know no one's going to buy the previous book. Yeah, and they, they want to inflate the initial numbers to, to, make, to make everyone think that they made a good decision. Uh, Which they didn't. You gave Baldhar a timeout already. Baldhar's there for two minutes and gets a timeout. Baldhar called me, called me Snowflake. I mean, I saw a call me safe space, so he's had to go. He had to, he had to take a five minute timeout. Recently, that's the best ortho we have in the store. And that's really the only way people are like, it's a five issue series. I think that the Marvel is definitely was testing the waters. Like, hey, wow, this is going to go great. People are going to love this idea. No. And what's funny is if you actually look at there are promo videos on YouTube where Kibble Smith is talking about how excited he is about this project and the book and the characters and everything he says, all you can think is no, no one likes that. No, these are bad ideas. These are terrible. Yeah. 
Uh, what did he call super? Like they, the team views superheroing as what a post-ironic bullying. Yes. Oh my God. Oh no. Uh, 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 a post-ironic idea of of using violence to stop bullying. Number one. If you start off a sentence with post-ironic, you deserve to be punched in the face. Number two, you're a superhero. You're not stopping bullying, you middle school safety manager. No, you are stopping criminals from raping, pillaging, and killing people. Get serious about this. Oh, here it is. Here's the exact quote. A post-ironic meditation on using violence to combat bullying. It's not, you're not, God damn it. That whole sentence is garbage. And hurtful on so many levels. Yes, it is. And on uh, on using violence to combat something. Anytime someone tells you violence doesn't solve anything, if that's true, why does government hold a monopoly on the use of violence to solve problems? Yes. It works. If you have, it's, it's if not you desirable. Win, Trust me, no, I'm not. I'm not saying no, that if you. Desirable. I'm not saying that if someone like, you know, gets a table ahead of you at the restaurant, you should start punching them. I'm not saying that at all. Violence is not always the answer, but violence usually it, solves the it, problem one way or another. It can end a problem. Yeah. Like, sorry, it can end bullying. When you stand up to a bully and punch in the nose, most of the time that bully stops. Yeah. Sometimes they stop bullying everyone because they realize, oh, I can't do that. And but they usually stop. they just go on to someone else who's weaker than you. Right. Because you prove because you're proving yourself to be a problem. Some of them do. Yeah. 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 But still are that that whole statement just shows the mentality of the writing behind it. Yeah. It's, it's like it's childlike. They, childlike black and white thinking, which is stupid. It doesn't show it shows I don't want to write a comic book. I want to write a statement. I I, I wanna I wanna I wanna have a Twitter following. I that, wanna show why you more on comic book readers aren't smart enough to read my comic. So it shows a disdain for the people you are creating a product for and you can't, yep. it's not sustainable. Okay. I'm not giving you a star review to that book. It's not a comic review. This is no, just. No. And this comic will not be reviewed. No, it will never be reviewed. I'm not even going to, yeah. after, I'm not going to. No. Talk no, about it after. It's soon. bad. I'm never going to talk no, about it. There's no this reason. is how I talked about it. In an RNG said, because it needs to be talked about it. It is. Making some waves in the computers, like how did this even get made yeah. by a major publisher? It, it's amazing how many people had to sign off on this before before it got to print, right? And All Marvel of isn't these people failed. And this is Marvel's not hiding this book. No, no. Well, I will Everyone say one thought this was a good idea. Well, I will say this: Marvel's pushing on the website, and they're pushing it on YouTube, and they're pushing it on Twitter. I did not see ads for it in the comic books. Like, I got an issue of Spider-Man right here. There is not an ad for New Warriors in it. There's ads for other, plenty of other Marvel books. There's uh, Children of the Atom. Yep, Black Widow. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a double full... The Empire, the big series that's coming out soon. There's that big ad for that. Uh, Spider-Man, Empire, a new accuser was taken... Read comics the Marvel way. Taskmaster. Ooh, that sounds good. Taskmaster number one. That sounds cool. That looks like a good book. The reboot of Dr. Afra gets a full page ad. Death dies. That needed one. Um, oh, wait. There is an ad for New Warriors. It's in the very back of the book, and it does not really show the characters at all. It's just a very small look. There it is. 
It's only actually it's a half page because yes, is Marvel stuff. Yeah, it basically says nothing about the book. All right. So there is a very small. I didn't even know that was there because it's so small and innocuous and in the back. So yeah, they're not really pushing that very hard. Empire's getting pushed hard. So yeah, yeah. If Jim Shooter was still in charge, this would not be happening. No, it would not. Jim Shooter for some reason got put. I need to know, figure out why Jim. I need to read on that. Why Jim Shooter was pushed out of Marvel? He was the golden boy of comics, and then all of a sudden he was pushed out. Ah oh, well. Anyway, so that's the RNG. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed our thoughts on the new New Warriors. Um, what's funny to me is reading across a bunch of different people from different viewpoints. Well, what was amazing to me was reading almost not identical, but very same thoughts from people in like the comics gate camp and people who also were on the other side of it, who are like as a POC who is also a lesbian and reading this comic, I am insulted. This is awful. Well, then you can say that Marvel did really good job bringing two different sides together. <laughs> they did. They did bring it together with how much they yes. hate this book. Yes. Um, but, and then you got the Comicscape people who are laughing like, how could you write this? this why this isn't a comic anyone would want to read? This is terrible. This is obvious pandering. And the people who pandered to are like, this is obvious pandering, and I'm offended by it. So, yeah. So good, good job bringing people together to hate your book. Uh, Dan asks, uh, have you ever done reviews of any of the mass effect comics by dark horse i don't I, think you have i have not actually i have not yeah um i liked i love mass effect the first three games i love the wait i love the first 2.9 games in mass effect absolutely love them mass effect andromeda sucks the story is bad the the game's buggy as all hell it's a bad game um but uh, i never i didn't know they had comics yeah me either well everything is a comic well, fair enough. Dark Horse makes some good comics, so yeah, I'll check that out. But that was the RNG, everyone. Thank you. Thank you very much. So if you like this round of comments, be sure to like and subscribe. And what are your thoughts on this segment? What are your thoughts on the new Warriors 2020? That's the year this came out. Not to use with the 90s. Um, are we off base on this? Do you think this is a great idea? It's going to bring more people to read comic books? Or do you think maybe just the discussions people are now having about it are of value? Is there another topic you'd like us to discuss? Anything randomly? If you have more random segments you'd like us to talk about, make sure to like, share, subscribe, fill a nerd. Sharing is caring. Hope you like this. And subscribe to Legion of Myth for anime, comics, and game reviews and other such things. Thank you, everyone. Be a Legionnaire. All right, back to there. So, uh, the Dog, you also like Picard. So, aw. Duncan Idaho likes Andromeda. Yeah. Oh, Duncan, really? She like, he liked the first two us haven't received. Oh, it's for Picard. Talk about Picard. Okay. Get cat off table. My cat's on the table. Cat's not allowed to be on table. Do not let cats put paws where we have food. That's a rule. So that's a good plan. Cats walk on poo. You don't put that on your table. Anyway, pro tip. Pro tip. The, uh... Yeah, uh, Andromeda has a lot of issues. Mainly, it's a buggy, buggy mess. The story isn't bad. The story of Andromeda isn't bad. It's not great. It's not as good as the Mass Effect, but Andromeda's story isn't bad. It's actually a pretty good idea. You've already done everything you can in the other galaxy. You've saved it too, many, too much. So you go to a new galaxy. I get that. But the game was such a mess. It's such an undeveloped mess. So I also dunk in Yamati. But I probably should check out the Mass Effect comics because I do like Mass Effect. 
got got me Mass Effect jacket. Nice. All right, let's talk about some information. Next time, the 20th of March, 2020, at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 3 a.m. Germany time. Spread the word. Helps go out the bang. It's the final episode of the Legion with Weekly live stream for a while. But it is the final episode. We are going down for, for a retooling. while. Yes. For yes, we are. And as a matter of fact, this is the last episode that Garthon will be here. I, the I'm, last episode. I'm getting surgery on Friday. I will be out of it on Saturday. He'll be, he'll be a day out of surgery. He is not going to be able to sit down, let alone, you know, read comics and talk about them. He'll be high as high as high as hell. That's the plan. So, uh, Garthon, go ahead and go ahead and say something. Say, say goodbye to people. Goodbye to people. Oh, come on. Do better now. I shall always treasure our time together. For we have grown as one. We have shared thoughts across distances unimaginable by our primitive ancestors. And in that we have expanded our horizons and knowledge with each other. I'll always treasure these moments we've had, sharing laughter and joy, and at times learning from each other while we do our thing. As we say, na, 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 gonna have a good time. Hey, hey, hey. So, Sayers, uh, next week we're gonna have Star final Star Trek Adventures character creation with Heathen Dog. Max Layer will review Cyber Frog Blood Honey. And he'll also cover the similarities difference between the Year Zero Engine games and survey commentary with question answer from viewers. We do have a survey right now. Yes, and Marathon I will link say it magical in cat. The... Yeah, that's right. Say magical cat girl. Say it. Magical cat girl. Outstanding. I'm gonna put the survey link in there. You can take it to when if if we do restart the Legion of Myth live stream, then we're gonna use this survey to try and and shape the show to make it uh, more for you know more for what you guys want. And, you know, because we're cool like that. That's all. Hey, there's the magical cat girl. How you doing, baby? <laughs> Just for you. Just for you. Outstanding. All right. And also, uh, survey commentary. So everyone be sure to take the survey, which has just been linked again. Uh, and we'll have giveaways. Multiple giveaways. Belle are sad, but less sad. Thank you, Belle. Uh, South Park, the fractured but whole XCOM, and an anime known at XCOM Enemy Within. Mm -hmm. Dynasty Pack, Crusader Kings Two. That's a lot of stuff. And Might and Magic Ten Legacy. That's a good one. I played that a little bit. Breaks nice. says a little Noro passing through. Oh, I don't know about that. Why you make Duncan sad? I'm sorry, Duncan. Sorry, Duncan. Uh, there's a lot going on uh, with us in the Legion. Uh, need a break, need to retool some stuff. And uh, me going out for surgery is just a good time to do it. Yep. So, streaming schedule. Sunday, that's tomorrow. 9 p.m., Lunar Silver Star Story. Monday, Wednesday, 11 a.m., 7 days to die. Which has been fun. We're full screen. Let's get some ninja music in there. Yeah. Now that Heathen Dog brought everyone down. Oh. That's the wrong thing. That's the Garthon music. Thank you, be a ninja. All right, 8 p.m. Monday, Dead by Daylight. He the dog, other people, my fault, Jerris, Sauce Mouse. Thursday, 8.30 p.m., Dead by Daylight, Garthog. He the dog, my fault, Jerris, Sauce Mouse last time, Mark Hawkman, good times. Friday, 11 a.m., on Leaves with 1 and 2, Deep Rock Galactic. Saturday, 8 p.m., Leaves with Weekly Livestream. 
The last one. The last one. For now. Streaming schedule is with two. Twitch.tv slash with two. The Dudes. 11 a.m. on Wednesday. Here the JRPG continues where Max Leo is playing Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky. Thursday at 11 a.m. Max and Euro team up in Portal Knights. And Friday at 11 a.m. On Legion with 1 and 2, as we said before, Friday, 11 a.m., Deep Rock Galactic, Space Dwarves, Drinking, Fighting, Killing Bugs. Twitch, YouTube, social media, twitch.tv slash is our primary channel. Anime, comic, game reviews, Hidden Dogs, Team Ups, Garth Hunts, Retro Games. And at Legion with 2, we got the Deuce with Max Lewis, you're the GRPG, Doris Friday streams, and every thousand bits on this Deuce is a giveaway of a game, so be aware for that. YouTube.com slash Legion Individual Legion weekly live stream segments, highlighted video game streams, and recorded tabletop RPG videos. Twitter, tweet us at Legion Myth, tweet us, we tweet you. That's where we have our video live stream announcements and our giveaway updates. And join us on Discord where we chat about many things, where we talk about what we're going to talk about in Legion of episodes. Uh, some fun discussions, some fun clips from Seven Days to Die, from Dead by Daylight, from other games. Fun discussions there, you should join us. And don't forget to get our gear, impress your friends, intimidate your enemies, and find love with your Legion of Myth gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Thank you to all of our supporters, our Patreon supporters, our Twitch supporters, Gary M, Brian A, Sharers, Zahn. Thank you so much. We really appreciate all of our subscribers. It does keep us going. It's the stuff for giveaways, which we give to you. It all works out. Thank you, everyone. Remember, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy and have a great diurnal anomaly.